0: You're listening to The Next Dimension, Dragon Ball Z Presents, Resurrection F, and the end of The Next Dimension. 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 <laughs>
2: I'm gonna make no More to be the us, but I'm gonna a i a We're you Justice, justice, justice. No man, please give it up. I'm can't stuff.
0: Hello, and welcome to the very tail end of 2015. I am Jesse Garrett, and this is The Next Dimension, and with me, as always, for one final time, my co-host, Donovan Morgan Grant.
3: Hello, good evening. Actually, we're recording this in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, yes, hello again, Jesse, and listeners. Thank you for joining us for the final episode of The Next Dimension. Ooh. Uh, we're, we're sure to have a great time <laughs> we're, we're in high spirits it's not meant to be as a somber you know ghost of a farewell episode it's meant to be a high rollicking adventure talking about this show that we've been talking about probably too long much longer than we should have been but uh yes uh, how are you doing Jesse
0: I am doing Superman I'm uh I'm jazzed. I uh, just watched a great dragon Ball film with my wife she really enjoyed it and I'm and see to okay. talk about, it. and see to kind of go over uh, this this little show we did for a while here.
3: Yeah, it, it's funny because like with Dragon Ball Super, kind of you know kidnapping this story. This is technically the last. I mean, you know, the, the, we'll see what the future holds, but this is the last Dragon Ball Z thing out there. Legitimately, we've we've done you know the anime and the movies. We've done uh, Planet Wrecked the Sands. We've done the specials. Um, So this is this really is, and it wasn't meant to be this way. But pretty much since they announced this movie, it kind of turned this episode into the finale. So it's funny how things work out. Um, And it's it's kind of it's kind of a fun way to end it, I think. You know, with with this kind of throwback film with Frieza and stuff. It's like it's like you know, it kind of summarizes Dragon Ball Z in a way. It kind of summarizes our podcast, even though Frieza wasn't the longest saga we covered.
0: Definitely not, but I I do think this film is very has a lot of callbacks and is very invocative of what the series is as a whole. And well, I think at the, at the, the very best of the series and what's easy, most easy to remember it by, this film captures that that essence very well.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're so anxious to get into this. Everyone wanted to get into this because we're actually going to switch the emails until after the coverage. And um, I'm, plus, I'm pleased to announce that we have a, a, a solid amount. So uh, thank you for everyone that uh, ahead of time that emailed in. Um, for the rest of you, why didn't you even in? You must hate us now. Nah. Um, but uh, yeah, let's man, let's get let's get started. Um, I watched this yesterday, uh, so it should be fresh in my mind, and I've seen it twice overall. I really hope I don't screw this up. <laughs> I because I think that, I think that this and Battle of Gods, because they're longer films, they're a little trickier to summarize. So I think we'll, uh, we will we um, will uh, try to make the best we can. Before you hear this synopsis, you will hear a brief promo from a podcast I very much love. But uh, until then, let's get into Resurrection F. They told us how to find King Kai when we first arrived here in this new dimension.
2: The next mission, we'll be right back. Science fiction has always been an opportunity to go into space and look back down on the world from a new perspective. You wouldn't believe how much can be said, even in the vernacular of killer robots and alien monsters. Analyzing sci-fi media of all kind, we open a door. The environmentalism of Avatar, Halo and Religion, Ghost in the Shell, and Feminism. For these and more, check out The Battle Beyond Planet X on the iTunes Store and at BattleBeyondPodcast.com, where even the farthest intergalactic journeys can teach us about our world today. Which
1: managed to succeed in
2: transporting into another dimension. And now back to the Next Dimension! Someone's not taking uh-huh. his messages. You got a call from Earth a while ago when I sent it, it's important. Oh. oh yes, you're right. It seems I did miss a call. I wonder if it's another delectable food offering from Lady Bulma, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, it is! And what's she call it? A strawberry sundae? I can only hope it tastes as magnificent as it looks. Well, the girl certainly has piqued my interest. I'll just check in and find out more. Hurry! I want to know, too! Hello? Lady Bulma? This strawberry sundae of yours, it wouldn't happen to be a sweet, would it? Oh, is that Whis? What the hell yeah. took you so long? I've been waiting forever! Vegeta <coughs> and Goku are there, right? Well, tell them to come home <coughs> now, you about training! It's an emergency! That evil scumbag Frieza has come back to life and the Earth's in danger! scumbag <laughs> <back>, am I? <laughs> Frieza's Say back what? to life?! That can't be true! No way! After all these years! Just hold on! We'll have Whis take us back as fast as he can! It takes about 35 minutes at maximum speed. Are you nuts?! We can't wait that long! Use your instant transmission, Goku! This isn't a joke! Uh, I've gotta sense my target for it to work, Bulma, and I'm not sure I can from this far away! This energy is huge, right? And the guys will help too! Hey, Goku's about to use instant transmission and he needs a clear signal to lock onto! Everybody power up to Max!
1: Huh? Okay. Okay. Shit!
2: <laughs> uh, what are they doing, my lord? I'd guess it's a distress signal to their savior. I've got it! Here, Vegeta, let's go! What? Please! You're actually asking me to hold your hand! Just do it, okay? You know how Bulma gets. We've gotta get there before she says something to piss off Frieza!
3: <laughs> next stop, Earth! Okay, let's do it. Let's let's get right right into it. Resurrection F. And Jesse, you know, as, as always, as ever, as per usual for this podcast, if you have anything to add, just jump in. This Resurrection F begins... uh, With a vaguely indeterminate time... uh, After Battle of Gods... I think it's like six months... Ish... Um, uh, Actually... No... I believe that... One of the first shots is actually... uh, Baby Pan... Gohan and Videl's daughter... Although I don't think that's the first shot of the movie... I'm already already ruining it... Um, Basically... uh, We see... Remnants of the Frieza army... Flying through space... Hearing about... uh, A section of their army that's having trouble... And the... the incumbent leader of the of the more... of the now more decadent Frieza army, Tagoma... No, I'm sorry... Sorbet. Sorbet. Sorbet is a smaller one, yes. Because Toriyama. <laughs> Sorbet is like we we must, you know, find the Dragon Balls and resurrect Lord Frieza. But, sir, you know, we can't find uh, the Namekians anywhere. Sure, but we'll go to Earth. But, sir, the sands are there. Yeah, I know. So we'll try very hard not to run into them. <laughs> um... Luckily for them, someone's already trying to find the Dragon Balls. Our old fr- pal Emperor Pilaf and his friends. <laughs> I say friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, th- and they've already collected like six of them, which is insanely convenient for the story. So, uh, the the army land on Earth, and we kind of smash cut to like them uh, finding the, the seventh Dragon Ball, and the Pilaf gang are like, you know, I don't think it's such a good idea. I mean, remember what happened last time with King Piccolo and Dragon Ball? No? Never mind. So, uh, they gather the Dragon Balls, and as this is happening, as I mentioned before, we see a uh, uh, newborn baby Pan, son of Gohan and Videl, uh, being baby. Uh, <clears throat> what the fuck? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I suck right now. Oh man. Uh, the daughter of Gohan and Pan, or Gohan and Pan? <laughs> no. Maybe you should do this. <laughs> baby Pan is being babysat by Piccolo. Uncle Piccolo. <laughs> Uncle, Pic- which is which is not a typo, which is awesome. I, I love that.
0: And he looks so, he looks so entertained.
3: Yeah, he's, he's like, <laughs> I tried to rule this planet, and now look at me. Um, so, uh, Gohan and Videl arrive from shopping, and at that moment, both Gohan and Piccolo sense evil. They don't sense necessarily, like, great energy, but they sense evil energy. And then they, they notice that the sky has gotten dark, and Piccolo's like, something bad is going on. Um, cut to the eternal dragon Shenlong, or Shenron, whatever whatever tickles your boat, uh, being summoned. And they request that Frieza Is brought back to life Shenlong's like Yeah I could do that But you probably don't want that I mean he was kind of Cut into ribbons And we see a flashback of uh, Trunks slicing him in half And many pieces But uh Tagoma and Sorbet Talk about how Their their old rejuvenation tanks From the Frieza saga Have been upgraded So they could probably uh, Reconstruct him So they do so And all these pieces Of Frieza's body Fall from the sky Which is awesome Um And so, and he says, now, what's your second wish? What? Yes, for any, any Dragon Ball fan worth their salt knows that when Dende became the guardian, uh, he upgraded the Dragon Ball's wish from one to two. And, um, he's thinking, hmm, maybe I should resurrect King Cold. Yeah! I want to, and then Shoo, the dog, jumps in and says, I want a million zinni! So, (laughs) a cold sack of cash bumps from the sky, and and they, uh, they, uh, I was
0: surprised at how little cash fell.
3: Yeah, it was... A, it's pretty, it's pretty, I could have totally a, said
0: 100 million zinni, and Well,
3: Mai wanted her, him to say 100 million zinni, but it was still okay. a million. So
0: I love that they we, essentially got away, like, they got what they wanted. They're rich now.
3: Sweet. <laughs> like, like th- their storyline is complete that started in a uh, Battle of Gods when they tried to rob Bulma. <laughs> so, and My think Mai actually, when, when they're th- being threatened, Mai mentions, m- my boyfriend Trunks will beat you up, which is... Okay. <laughs> yeah, I but love still... that <laughs> Call back. <laughs> wow. Um, so uh, Sorbet is mad, but like uh, they have to hurry to get Freeze's body chunks into the resurrection tank, or else he'll—I guess he'll just kind of fade away.
0: And I really got the idea that Shenron was being a dick. Like, hey, uh, <laughs> you probably shouldn't resurrect him. No, no, we're gonna do it anyway. All right. So he just like tosses his body down in pieces.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he, he usually doesn't. He usually sort of doesn't, like, insert his own opinion, unless unless he's prompted. But he's like, you know, yeah, you don't want to do this. <laughs> I like, and not that he's like, scared about Frieza. He's just like, you know, whatever, man.
0: <laughs> he's like, you shouldn't anger a dragon.
3: Yes. I, I love Shenlong. Um, so the Dragon Ball is split apart with all the wishes granted. No fuss, no muss. And I believe that uh, we, we cut to uh, Frieza's spaceship number, whatever, and we see the newly assembled Freeza army, we see, you know, Sorbet, and Togomo's the taller one with the, uh, like the, the sunglasses scouter, which is awesome, um, and, uh, a big, red I said horny, but, uh, he has horns, you see, uh, named Sashimi, um, still with food puns, and a bunch of other, like, you know, non Freeze soldiers, including a frog that my brother pointed out looked like the guy from Chrono Trigger. (laughs) Oh, yes. I didn't catch that, but he did, it was pretty awesome. So, uh, we see uh, Frieza's body kind of going back to its first form as it's reconstructing. And at this moment, uh, uh, Maximum the Hormones F starts blaring into the speakers. And the theme, Frieza, starts being screamed over and over again as he opens his eyes and breaks through the glass, which I quite liked. Um, So, uh, Frieza has been brought back to life. He takes a look around and says, Uh, who are you? (laughs) Which is cool. And he's given exposition – we're given the exposition that, like, you know, it's been over a decade since the Frieza army has been anything, you know, worth talking about. Uh, they tried resurrecting his father, but uh, it didn't happen. But Frieza's been brought back to life. And Frieza's like, ah, screw my father. Well, and um,
0: uh, the fact that Sorbet is – like, when Frieza, w- when Frieza was alive, he was pretty much a nobody.
3: Oh, yeah, he's like, I, I-, I vaguely remember you. <laughs> So he's risen through the ranks. He's risen through the ranks beyond Kui and everyone else. Um, and uh, and I, I like this. Like, he, let me introduce you to the to the new army. You know, this is Sashimi and this is Tagoma. They are much stronger than Dodoria and Zarbon, at least. And Freeze is like, uh huh, yeah. And then he, he, he picks off a random henchman, uh, and then he says, "Okay, so the first thing we're going to do is get those two Super Saiyans that kind of killed me." And um, they're like, "I don't think that's wise." You know, according to the anime Dragon Ball Z, the character called Goku has gotten much stronger. He's even defeated the legendary Majin Buu, and Frieza says, "Well, father always told me to be afraid of two people: Lord Beerus, the Destroyer, and Majin Buu. So that's kind of that's that's kind of bad." And um, Tagoma says, "Is it really wise to even consider challenging him? I mean, it's been a long time since you fought him, and I don't mean to speak out of turn, but you know he's gotten so much stronger, and he defeated you in the past." And Frieza's like, "Yeah," and then kills him, <laughs> which is badass. Uh, he, he like shoots him outside the glass of the spaceship, and in like the vacuum of space, starts starts just yanking everyone out. And so uh, Sorbet uh, has the shields come down, so they'll stop being fly, flying out. So um, Frieza says he's actually excited by the prospect of fighting even stronger Goku, and he says, "I've never trained a day in my life. Why don't I start?" So he commits to training for four months. I'll get back to that. Um, and uh, until then. <laughs> he wants to put uh, those two Super Saiyans on site So until he uh, finishes his training Find Goku and find Trunks Good luck with that um, At this point Let's see in my notes At this point I believe we go back to Earth It is several months later And we see The return of a character that I hope you've read the manga Otherwise you have no idea who he is Jocko the Galactic Patrol Man. He shows up, uh we actually see him arguing with the secretary at Capsule Corps, and he runs into uh doctor Briefs, who's kind of showing him his new pond, and um Jaco says, I don't I don't have time for this, I need to talk to Boma. Um Frieza's coming and going to destroy the earth. I, I was told by her older sister Tights. We all know who Tights is, right? Right. So um Boma rocks up and she she's like, Oh no, Frieza, he's bad news, although I never actually got to saw him, which is a callback. And so Jocko brings out a uh, a uh, carefully delineated sketch of Frieza. <laughs> oh, it's is cool. Um, so she, uh, I believe at that point she calls Krillin. And we see a, an interrupted uh, car chase, quote unquote car chase, like a hover car chase, between two bank robbers and a mysterious policeman. That mysterious policeman is Krillin. Uh, who easily uh, defeats them. So uh his cell phone rings and his cell phone ring tone is the one piece theme
1: song Yo! Yayo yeah, yeah, yo, 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 yo dreamin' Don't give it
2: up, new fan, dreamin' Don't give it up solo dreamin', don't give it up now that dreamin' do give it, give it give it give it up, give it up, give how the story goes. We find out by the treasure in the grand line that's no doubt the pirate whose eye is on it, he'll sing, I'll be
3: king of the pirates, I'm gonna be king Because Mayumi uh, Tanaka voices both the main character in one piece and Krillin. <laughs> Which is kinda neat. Although I would not figure it out uh without the internet. And um so he so he says he's gonna uh notify Gohan and Boo, I think he said, or maybe Piccolo, and she's gonna try to get in contact with Vegeta. Although Goku and Vegeta are off training with Whis, so Bulma says, I can entice Whis by, you know, baking delicious uh, sweets and stuff. So she offers up like a strawberry sundae and calls to Whis.
0: That's oddly a, a, a pretty large plot point.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is heavily uh, detailed. So uh, we zoom towards the uh, the planet that Beerus and Whis are on, and we're seeing like in the middle of training section between Goku and Vegeta Training, uh, trying to sparring with Whis, who and they're having no luck, and they get beaten pretty easily. And, and Wiss demonstrates his speed by, uh, kind of like dribbling on their gi with with two tum- with with a marker.
0: Like he he signed it with his initial apparently.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Which stays the entire movie.
3: Yeah, I thought that was like some sort of like like insignia of his training camp, but apparently it was just him being a troll. <laughs> um, let's see trying to see uh, which point. Okay, um, so I think I, I think I sk- skip some part which I'll get back to. Uh, essentially, they're training and they're getting no headway uh, and Beerus wakes up and has no idea that they've actually been there. Apparently they've been there several times and each time they bribe Wyss with uh, delicious treats and Beerus is like, you know, oh, you better be careful or else I'll destroy your planet, but he's kind of too lazy to really care. Um, so that's where Goku and Vegeta are. At this point, I believe we were shown... Uh, Krillin getting his head shaped by number 18, who says, I really should be fighting, not you. I'm much stronger than you. Yeah, well, the best thing for you to hear is to stay home and take care of the baby. What? (laughs) No,
0: I actually really like this scene.
3: Do you? I hate it. I really like line.
0: Because, uh, well, he says, you should stay here and protect Marin. Right, right. It it makes sense, yeah, that, that... you'd want the stronger person to fight Frieza, but I like that Krillin's main objective is to protect, like, he wants her to protect the, his daughter.
3: Well, sure, yeah, that, that would, I mean, that, that is, that would be his character, to, to want her daughter, his daughter to be, to be protected, but, um, <laughs> I really don't like how he said that. That's, that's why it doesn't fight, because Krillin said so. And, but, and she, she, I do like that, uh, it is in character that when he's gonna fight seriously, she saves, she shaves his head. And as he flies off, she's like, oh, he's so cool, which is... Yeah, like, th- that's uh, probably the
0: most adoration she's ever shown him, like...
3: As like, opposed to the end of Dragon Ball Z, where, like, you think you're going to get a divorce?
0: <laughs> I like, yeah, I just like that the, the, they had that little moment together.
3: Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you that, I'll give you
1: that. And the, just...
0: like, I, I get the idea that he trusts her to protect the child, like, whereas, you know, he's kind of expendable.
3: Well, that kind of leads into, like, the Z-Fighters kind of reuniting, because there's a lot of, like, uh, very selective uh, dodgeball team picking here, because... We see Gohan and Piccolo show up. And Gohan apparently couldn't find his boots like a fighting gi, so he's he's wearing like a... Well, yeah, he he didn't have time,
0: so he's wearing a tracksuit.
3: Sure, why not? Um, So we see him... We um, we see everyone's favorite supporting character, Ten Shinhan, or Tien, show up. um, And... uh, we see, uh, and, and Gohan and Piccolo said that, like, Gohan said that Boma made him promise to not tell Goten and Trunks because they would probably do something rash and get hurt. And Tian's like, yeah, I told Chaotzu to, to, for him and Yamcha not to come because, you know, Yamcha. Oh, that Tian
0: is that much stronger than Yamcha.
3: Oh, yeah! <laughs> Why? This is a man who needlessly broke his knee in the Dragon Ball, but uh. But, but that's the thing, like 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 Gohan and Tanner are saying, like you know, we didn't tell these people because they would not help in the fight. And then Krillin shows up with Master Roshi, <laughs> which is a fun juxtaposition. And Master Roshi's like, I, I couldn't miss this. Um, so at that point, I believe we go back to uh, the Frieza ship, which they're about to land on Earth. And Frieza says he's gotten much stronger. And um, he, you know, has designs to fight Goku. And they said they, they couldn't find Trunks. They don't know where Trunks is. Did he retire to another planet, or did he die? And they'll never see Trunks again. <laughs> um, but he said, like, "Ah, that's fine. As long as you know Goku and his friends are on Planet Earth." And by the way, you re- you remember our agreements? Oh yes, Lord Freeza. Our agreements. <laughs>
0: ha ha Contingency plan. Foreshadowing.
3: Oh yes. So at this point, I believe that like a. Uh, uh, Jocko shows up on the battlefield with Bulma because Bulma never saw Frieza, which was she said in the Android Saga. But he really doesn't want to be there because even though he's a Galactic Patrolman, he's not nearly as powerful to really fight anything. And he has, he doesn't really care what happens to them. So he's like, "Okay, it's time to go, bye." But he kind of runs, he kind of just sticks around anyway because of fan service. Um, well, Bulma pretty much like every other
0: character in the in this movie is is deathly afraid of Bulma getting angry. Yeah, <laughs> and so she basically just prods him into staying. But I like oh, Bulma's ideas. Like, oh, we couldn't find Vegeta or Goku, so we thought the safest place would be right here with you guys. That's right. That's, that's why they're there. It's like, well, that kind of makes sense.
3: Yeah, sure. Why not? I, mean, yeah, I, I like it when Bulma kind of like kind of butts into like things and shows up for the fight. Um, and she's like, besides, yeah, we have Gohan. Hey, Gohan, you're a strong, right? I mean, you are, Mr. Gohan. Am I right? So Gohan says, and this and it begins. <laughs> um, well. I, I think Roach actually says Gohan Have you continued your training No not really <laughs> You know Between having sex And having a You know having a child and All that stuff I've been kind of busy Being a normal person So But I, I can still go Super Saiyan And everyone's like oh, Okay all right. And um I believe And I don't, I don't I don't know If this is in the English dub But I believe I Krillin Krillin thought that Boo would show up, but he didn't, so... Yeah, no, that's
0: that's that's one thing that was uh, I wondered about, because in the beginning, yeah, he says, oh, well, I can call Gohan and Boo, mm-hmm. and that should hold off Frieza.
3: And it really should, but... <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah but, but Boo is nowhere to be seen. I was like, well, did they forget about it? Like, every other character, they kind of have an excuse for why they're not there, but Boo is kind of the big elephant in the room, no pun intended. There's, there's a lot
3: of elephants in the room in this...
0: It's like, yeah, Boo could single-handedly probably hold off Freeze at least for a little bit.
3: Uh, yeah, well, well, I mean, like, well, that leads into, like, this because uh Bulma says, well, you guys are so strong now, but Gohan and Picard are, like, you know, actually, uh, Freeze has gotten a lot stronger. We know right away we can't beat him, which is kind of cool. So, but but they, they can definitely take their men. Of course they can. Um, so Frieza shows up and he's like, ah, yes, son Goku's son, he's all grown up, all, look at him, and hey, that ball guy I killed, it seems to be the Dragon Balls can bring back the, the lowest forms of life, Burn.
0: He's <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I distinctly remember killing you.
3: So, uh, he wants to know where Goku is, uh, everyone, I forget what they respond to, but basically Goku's not there, so, Sorbet commands the soldiers to attack, and because of the animation, the, the, t- the time this move is made, we see a lot of soldiers, like, a lot. and I think Roshi said, like, you know, by my calculations, all of us should be able to take, like, 170 each, which is awesome. Uh, and this leads to a really awesome melee fight between the Z fighters and, uh, Freeza's army, and everyone gets a, chi- a moment to shine. Everybody does, except for Bulma, because she doesn't fight. Um, you know, Krillin, uh, is, 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 taking them on. Uh, Tien's doing very well. Master Roshi fights for the first time in Dragon Ball Z ever, if you don't count World Strongest. Like, he actually, and he, he, up like he did in Dragon Ball and like is he's like, like fighting in, in his sunglasses and a wife beer like a boss
0: <laughs> is, this how, is this how Roshi normally fights Like when he actually fights um
3: kind of I mean like he can only do the Kamehameha he can't fire Kai Blast or, or, or Key Blast or uh, Fly but uh and sort of, basically yeah I mean he, there, there was a lot more martial arts in Dragon Ball but um it doesn't He's not doing anything crazy. Like he's not like fast fighting like Gohting Sword or something. So no, so, but, uh, but
0: this is how like this is kind of what you would expect to see more of when he does fight.
3: Yeah, when, when he takes it seriously. I mean, this is the most serious we've seen since Dragon Ball, anyway. Yeah, but, like
0: uh, man, like Roshi is a complete badass in this,
3: in ways which I question because <laughs> I thought these guys were a lot short. I'll, I'll get into it a little bit later in the review. um But yeah, yeah like, like Roshi fires a kamehameha and then like he's interrupted firing another Kamehameha so he fires it one-handed which is which is pretty sweet um, you know Piccolo does his Makan Kosaipu slash Special Beam Canning Krillin does his Kienzan slash Destructor Disc. Tien does his Kikoho slash Tri-Beam and Gohan doesn't do the Masenko, but he he, he takes them out. In fact, Gohan's Goan's really owning these guys. Like, like he's taking them down in like one hit. And Frieza notices that like he's actually leaving them alive, like Goku did the Ginyu Force. He's like, ah, that son of that saying. You know, he he's, he's too moral. I, it makes me sick. Um, and Jocko's getting, on, getting in on the action with his little ray gun. He's kind of doing like these pirouettes and uh, kind of these these slick martial arts and kind of tricking these guys to be eaten by a gigantic shark. So um, I mean, no one thought that these guys were gonna be trouble. Uh, but but it is fun seeing them getting beat up so easily. So um, at one point, uh, sash- Sashimi uh, wants to fight, and he singles out Piccolo. So he and Piccolo have kind of a standoff, and they're fairly evenly matched, surprisingly enough. Um, so at one point, Piccolo gets, takes a hit, and Gohan's like, "Piccolo, hang on." He's like, "Oh no, I, I got this. I'm, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Don't worry about it." Yeah, but we don't have a lot of time. So Gohan immediately powers up the Super Saiyan and KO's him in one shot. Beautiful. Sweet. So, um, uh, so all the bad guys are taken down, and they're saying, I'm sorry, Lord Frieza, they're too strong! And Frieza's like, Yeah, I knew they were. I never thought the guys would have a chance, but he just destroys them anyway because he's Frieza. Um, Jocko really wants to leave, and, uh, and Boboma entices him to stay, but, and and as he power, and Frieza's still in his first form, but he's demonstrating his power, like, without even powering up. And he has his sights on Gohan to kind of demonstrate how strong he is. He's even stronger than a Super Saiyan. So he cold-cocks Gohan. And Gohan just dropped, like, like That's like a one-shot kill. <laughs> he drops, and his heart stops. But uh, Piccolo does, like, you know, a energy blast. Uh, uh, what do you call him? Like a like, like defibrillator
0: kind it of He throws him back to life.
3: He does. And they have, they have the of being so, like, Gohan's okay. But, like, like, that was kind of, like, you know, a, a jobbing moment where like, to demonstrate. To put Frieza over. Uh, so. Yeah, because uh, he slowly,
0: he just calmly teleports back to his, like, floating pod.
3: I think he says, like, you know, I'll, I'll give Goku, like, ten seconds to show up. <laughs> that may have been earlier. So, uh. No, th-
0: no that's it, because, uh, Boma asks, uh, Boma says, can you, you know, why don't you nonviolently wait for Goku to show up?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so, I think at that point on the Beerus and Whis Planet, uh, the, 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 um, the Vision Fish, or what it's called? Like, 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 oh, you have a, you have a voicemail from Boma from Earth? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. No. So he, uh, he says, hey, Boma, can I still get some of that ice cream? And then she, she starts, like, completely swearing everyone out, like, like, what the hell? Freeze us back! Get your ass down here! And, like, Goku and Virginia, like, wait, what, Frieza? Frieza's back? Frieza's alive? He's alive? He's back? He's alive? What? Gordon's alive! So, uh, that, oh, that, that that's unusual. <laughs> so... Uh, Beerus, and we said, it'll take you at least 35 minutes to get back to Earth. And then Bulma's like, instant transmission, you idiot! (laughs) Oh yeah, so uh... Bulma's like, I'm not
0: having any of this
3: (laughs) (laughs) Come on now. So uh, she she tells the Z-Fighters to power up so that he can sense their energy so he can lock onto them and teleport. So they do so, and they show up, and Frieza's like, oh ho ho ho, there he is, the man of the hour. And goes like, Frieza, you're back! Huh. Hmm, what a thing. Um, so basically Frieza, uh, swears vengeance as he tends to do, and, um, he says, I, forget my other forms, those all sucked, I'm powered up to my fourth form! So he does so, and Goku, Goku just kinda powers up, but he doesn't transform at all, because, to demonstrate how strong he's gotten, which I like. And, um, and and Frieza's like, you know, oh, come on now, I know, you you go Super Saiyan, you know you want to, and Goku's like, actually, I don't think I need to, so they fight, and Goku kicks his butt, (laughs) like, like, straight up, completely, like, gets no hits on Goku, uh, with Frieza's fourth form, and as, as they're fighting, you know, the weather gets bad, so it gets a lot more cloudy at this point, um, so, at this point, I believe that, uh, Frieza can tell that they're not, oh, I'm sorry, uh, as they're fighting Vegeta gets really impatient and starts uh, jumping into the fight and starts beating up Goku saying Kakarot stop wasting time you said we would switch out and Goku's like okay fine let me let me hurry this up so um uh I forget who transforms I think Goku transforms first he talks about how you know you, you're you not impatient you're not patient enough for the full story so just basically know that there was a form called Super Saiyan God and I found a way to kind of tap into that power so um He kind of, you know, postures a bit And there's a blue aura And he, like, I don't know what he does But he turns into a hair-dye version of a Super Saiyan What do we call this form? Because they don't name him in the movie Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan Super Saiyan Blue Who cares? Blooper Saiyan, as I heard someone say (laughs) So that happens Freeze is like, ah, hair-dye Super Saiyan That's that's, that's cool I have a hair-dye of my own So he transforms into an Oscar-award plaque version of himself uh, with a caveman brow But in a gold uh, uh, Colored Pilot swap And he says Let's call this Golden Frieza
0: Yeah he, he gives you A distinct name for it I love it
3: <laughs> The fans thank you <laughs> Unlike inconsiderate Goku um, So they fight for a while And Frieza at first Starts to overpower Goku um, Getting his hints in And um As this is going on All the kids Kind of you know Side towards Be- uh, Beerus and Whis And uh Freezen notices Beerus is like, Oh my god, it's Beerus, and he's like ah I'm just I'm just eating here and you know, eating this cake and watching guys fight. You're really That going to interfere? Why would everyone ever want to do that? I truly don't care. Alright I, was, all right, I well, am the god
0: of, I am the god of destruction after all.
3: Exactly.
0: Destroyer
3: <laughs> So, um let's see, let's see, let's see this. And at that point he
0: makes it he makes it a point to tell Bulma that he will, he will he'll he'll make sure she survives so that he can give he can get all the sweets he wants.
3: <laughs> and she's like, What you're not gonna help him? Oh, if, if Goku loses in a planet Storm, I'll at least I, I promise I'll at least save you <laughs> As though she's a cook <laughs> um, So They fight And they fight And they fight Because it's Dragon Ball Z <laughs> Don't you know the show? So this happens for quite a while uh, But uh, ultimately Vegeta's like Alright tag in Tag in I've had enough of this But Goku's like Oh come on I know you see it too But let me let me have, a, have a more of a crack at him And Vegeta's like What are you talking about? You know, uh, your your weakness is blaringly obvious. Let me guess. You were training and you discovered this new form and you immediately flew to Earth. So so you can't handle it. you're not used to the form yet, you're burning your your body out. It's just like on Namek at hundred percent. And then Goku proceeds to kinda of just to beat him up and humiliate him. Uh, again. <laughs> so at one point Frieza uh, pitches a fit and throws a temper tantrum, and it just completely loses his crap. He's just so furious. He's just so frustrated. He's just like, Ah! You filthy swine! I will kill you! It creates like a a tidal wave whirlpool, uh, no, uh, Moses parting the sea scream. Why can I never be stronger than this filthy Saiyan? And, um, he kind of falls falses. And his power is kind of like running out as well. And Goku you know, stands posture and says, Yes, you are weaker than me and I am stronger. Ha ha ha. And so, um, Frieza does the whole, like, you know, kind of empire, uh, or umpire, should I say, like, you know, kind of movement to Bay. Now it's time for the secret plan! Uh, the secret plan is apparently sniping Goku in the heart. <laughs> with a gun. So, uh, Goku was shot in the heart. And he's to blame. <laughs> uh, and immediately just kind of collapsed. Like, he's legitimately pierced, pierced through his heart. And just kind of just, just drops. And Weeson,
0: it's important to uh, state earlier that while training, Weez told him that he was too overconfident.
3: Right, right. This this is where that that, that plays in. Um, so uh, Weez and bears like, ah, uh, yeah, this this is what to happen sooner or later if he didn't pay attention. And everyone's like, oh no, Goku! And and uh, Freeze like starts laughing, ha 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 ha. You may have won the battle, but the war is mine. And starts like just legitimately curb stopping Goku. Well, yeah, because
0: uh, Goku was willing to allow him to leave once again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no one learns anything
0: <laughs> The same mistake He's been making Since the Saiyan Saga
3: Yeah Yeah As evidenced by Vegeta Being there <laughs> So um So uh Frieza's about to, about to Finish Actually I like this Like uh Krillin and Gohan About to, about to jump back But uh Frieza Blows them back And uh He's about to finish off Goku seemingly, but he's like, Actually, I have an idea. Vegeta, would you like to do the honors? I mean, you clearly hate him more than me. And besides, if you finish him, I promise you a special spot on my army. You'll be like the superior general. And Vegeta's like, hmm, the superior general, that's tempting. So he kind of walks over to Goku. He's like, Kakarot. You were warned about this. This is all your fault. You're to blame for your predicament. And Frieza's like, go on. You know, return to my side. Like, I know you want to. And he's like, you know, it's a tempting offer, and it almost makes me regret what I'm about to say. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. (laughs) As the camera zooms into his face. And he's like, what? No, you're not. (laughs) I mean, you have to be a Super Saiyan to even try to be worth my attention. And he's like, hmm, yeah, Super Saiyan. (sighs) And kind of just turns it to the Super Saiyan Blue, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan form. Well, okay, (laughs) this is a thing. And, um, yeah, Frieza's like Just completely uh, Agob And Vajira's like Yeah oh shit right <laughs> See I've been Super Saiyan For years And I've only gotten stronger I can't let you Kill Kakarot Because he's my reason For pushing myself As much as I just Detest him So um He says I'm going to make sure You never return And proceeds just, just Beat the pudding Out of, out of Frieza <laughs> This is a long time coming Um In fact like, like He's so decisive That, that he kind of Just beats him Within a minute and, um, beats him so bad that, like, kind of like Cell, Frieza reverses back to his previous form. And, like, he's like, no, this is not fair! This is not fair! Just have some dignity before you die. You know, like, like at least grant me that. And, he, like, he puts his hand towards his face. And is on the ground, I Freeze like, on his knees at this point. And Frieza's like, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't ever want to see you again. Um, and is like, you! <laughs> and this destroys the planet! <laughs> Well, now... That happened. <laughs> so, Earth is destroyed... Again. <laughs> and um, we see that, like, uh, Beerus and Whis... Have had this sort of, like, you know... Uh, 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 New field Genesis... Thing? Yeah, New Genesis-style, like, you know, force field... That, that has saved Goku, who had a sense of being... Krillin, Gohan, Jocko, Bulma, Tien, Piccolo, and Roshi. And they're like, oh my god... Freeze and destroy the planet, and 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 Boma like the only one who cares about her family. Kind of starts sobbing. Oh, mom, dad, Trunks, <laughs> Vegeta. So, um, like, yeah, you guys don't listen, do you? Like, you should have paid more attention. If only, oh, I forgot to mention this, did I? If only there was a way to bring things back because the Dragon Balls are destroyed. Well, if you go back to earlier in this synopsis, which Donovan didn't talk about, I had the power to go back in time for a few minutes.
0: Uh, yeah, hmm. for three minutes because they they elaborated that. One day,
3: uh. Oh, yeah, Bureau's actually destroyed the planet. <laughs> he did
0: sneeze and accidentally destroyed two two suns. The sun,
3: right? Yeah, yeah. So, he,
0: so he, yeah, we went back in time three minutes and fixed it. Because that's the thing he can do.
3: Popped him on the head. Yeah, because he's not overpowered enough already. Um, so they do just that. Uh, we re- rewind to uh, the previous bit. And like, he's like, no,
1: this is not fair, this is not fair!
3: Just have some dignity before you die, you know, like, like at least grant me that. And you know, he puts his hand towards his face, and it freezes on the ground but the like, 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 on his knees at this point. And he's like, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't ever want to see you again. And, um, before Freeza says, you can all join me in hell, uh, no Waza just rushes in and says, Freeza! And super blasts him with a, uh, super kamehameha. And his Freeza, final words are,
2: yeah, yeah, cool!
3: And he kinda of just melts away. Um, Again. What the hell, man? <laughs> I had him! No, you don't understand. And then like a short time later, all is explained. And, uh, uh, Boma tells, uh, Jocko, you know, a lot of intergalactic rules have been broken here today. Time travel, sands on Earth, all this stuff. And Jocko's like, yeah! Yeah, but it's too much paperwork, so my official response is, I didn't see anything. Goodbye! So, uh, uh, Goku's like, you know, Vegeta, maybe Beerus, Lord Beerus and Whis are right. Maybe we should work together to fight together next time, in case this happens again. I mean, we have, uh, worked, done better, uh, together. And he's like, Tch, I'd rather die than fight with you again. My thoughts exactly! The End <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
0: Yeah, Beerus uh, clearly states that if they would just fight at, together... Stop, that stop could, bitching at
3: each other. <laughs> yeah,
0: they could easily have defeated Frieza. And <laughs> Vegito just keeps... I, I, I think he's referencing when they fused. He keeps refusing. It's like, I'm never doing that again.
3: Yeah, that was... I'm never that was doing just... that again. That was explicitly referenced in *Battle of Gods*, the extended version. But yeah, they, they just just the act of like it's, it makes me like you know when did they fight they fought in Boo's body they fought against Metal Cooler on that on that movie, they fought in a uh, uh, movie twelve which you know is a dubious continuity. But like I guess the idea of like you know them teaming up I guess all these years later Vegeta still you know acts like a tsundere <laughs> or a sundry in and uh, says he doesn't like you but I'm sure he secretly does. So, Jesse, the final Dragon Ball Z review for us: Resurrection F, Revival of F, Fugatsu no F, Freezes Return. Um, what were you thinking?
0: Uh, I really enjoyed it. Okay. I uh, I'll give this seven out of seven Dragon Balls. Really? Okay. Yes. Um, oh. I I really like the writing in this. Mm-hmm. I thought the writing was very very well done. Um, it's very self-referential. And like right. it, it has a lot of callbacks and a lot of continuity, but none of it seemed very like forced to me. Like, like even when Boma when when Jaco arrives and he she, he asks Boma, you know, I'm looking for the same that killed Frieza. Well, and there's technically two of them. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you know, there is. Like, I like that no one overlooks that Trunks killed him also.
3: Yes, I would yeah. absolutely agree.
0: I think that's very easy to overlook like, because it was a short such a short moment in the. uh in the saga, or in the, in in every, the, in the
3: If you think about it, every time we've seen Frieza before, like, when he comes back, like, in whatever thing, he's always wanting to fight Goku, and that's never referenced, but, like, in the actual Toriyama-written story, they do reference it, which is good.
0: And I like that, you know, they mention, oh, yeah, they can't find him, like...
3: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I totally he's agree. Back,
0: he went back to the future at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so a lot of, like, the small things with writing, I even like the scene with Jacko and Professor Briefs, like, it... It was goofy, and like at this point, I have no idea who the character is. But you still kind of get the idea that they have some kind of camaraderie together.
3: Okay, okay. Oh yeah, they, yeah. Um, I'll get into a bit, but like, they definitely met in the uh, Jocko manga that Toriyama wrote a couple years ago, which is which is like like, like he knows the the Briefs family. Which yeah,
0: I, I knew ahead of time, but like it, it it does a good job of illustrating that. And I, and I love his his portrait of of Frieza that he drew, which is oddly yeah. accurate. <laughs>
3: that's actually an interesting callback because there's a gag cause I actually um, I actually get into this now uh, I read Jocko the Electric Patrol I mean, like, my brother owns a manga Like it's only a single volume manga I read the whole thing last week and there was a recurring gag where like uh, people whoever, whoever people saw Jocko they would illustrate what he looked like but they would do it kind of badly and he says I-, I can draw much better than that and like here he does it and like he doesn't draw very well, but it kind of looks like Frieza. <laughs> so there, there, there was that was a reference. There's also like he talks about rules of the gal- the galaxy, like you know you can't time travel. He mentions that in this in his story. And when Boma references Future Trunks, he says you can't do that. So like so there there some there is some interesting nods to his own story in his scenes, which is kind of neat.
0: Which uh as far as him like, being a new character, I I really dug him. Like oh yeah sure. I I don't know um if him fighting is a new thing. Or not?
3: He, he does I mean, he's not very strong. But he doesn't like to, but like he, he can throw down should the, should the need arise. But I mean, he's not on any level. Let me ask you this: this is this is my biggest question. They don't really stop to explain what he is at all. It's all in like dialogue and references. Were you at all through... I mean, I know you and I actually covered like some of him, some of it, some of the stuff that was coming out with him a, like a year back or so. But like, were you ever thrown by like like his deal? Not
0: really. I mean. I would say, I would say he, he was probably introduced about the same as, uh, like Vegeta's brother. You know, it's like, hey, here's a character, here's <laughs> his spiel, and, you know, that's, that's it. Like, nothing about the, the whole intergalactic police force he worked, like, he worked with, it, it, didn't seem rushed. It was just kind of like, okay, he, you know, here's what it is.
3: Um. Visit the Green Lantern Corps, essentially.
0: So, yeah, essentially, yeah. He's, he's a space cop. Uh, which I may, maybe because I am familiar with you know like comics and stuff like that that may have like made it a little easier to swallow but yeah I, just, I got the idea that he was, he was pretty much a space cop which I didn't even realize it till just now but he he shows a scene with Krillin where they're pretty much complimenting each other and like fighting back <laughs> so, they, 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 they look weird <laughs> and I like that they're both cops like I didn't get that I was like oh yeah I guess they that's kind of like a, a similarity between the two that I didn't think. Of.
3: Oh yeah, that, that's that, that is a good point. Yeah, that, that's actually I, I did I did like their scene together. Where like, like yeah, yeah, some good moves, guy. Who are you? I was gonna ask you the same thing. Who are you? Well,
0: <laughs> yeah, because, I like that he uh, he fights really well, but at the same time he outsmarts his enemies easily. Like yeah, he, he's yeah, not he, trying to brutally overpower them.
3: He's he's like he, he's kind of a smarmy guy. Like like uh, he's he's cool. Like he's not. He kind of reminds me of Yajirobe a little bit, and like, you know, I'd rather, you know, not die than risk my life or whatever, but like, when push-ups are shove, he, he can pull some stuff off. Um and I think that he added a lot, a lot of more, cause this movie I think is darker than, uh, uh, Battle of Gods, I think that he added appropriate humor to it. I, I, I like Jocko, the, Jocko, they like to portray him, I think he's a good character. Um, yeah, he was
0: uh, He was a good addition to the movie, I think.
3: What do you think about his reference to like you know? I learned from your older sister, Tae, that Freeze is coming back. What do you think about that reference?
0: That was the only one that I was like, wait, what? Like,
3: <laughs>
0: like maybe that's something that was introduced in Dragon Ball, but
3: nope.
0: But yeah, part, since since we've already had like random siblings show up with Vegeta's little brother, I was like, eh, whatever. Right,
3: exactly. It's one of those things where it's like, granted, they never said she didn't have a sister, but. <laughs> Come on, I mean, like th- it's it's such a retcon.
0: <laughs> Seeing um, as how, like, like if you've paid attention from Dragon Ball, you've watched her grow up and never had a mention of a sister. So, hmm.
3: Yeah, because like uh, the the Jaco story takes place when Bulma's like five years old or something, and like uh, at the very end of the of the volume, there's a time skip where like he catches up with them. And go, ah, I hear Bulma's looking for the Dragon Balls, and you see like you know the first chapter of Dragon Ball where like she's about to go search for the Dragon Balls and is about to run into Kid Goku, and like it's funny because. His whole... The reason why he was on Earth in the first place is that he was actually looking for the Saiyans... Who, the Saiyan who was about to land to Earth, and because Tights was distracting him, he missed Goku landing on Earth and, like, was looking for him. And he, had, he has no idea that, like, Goku was the guy that he's been looking for all his years. And he... Because he thinks, like, you know, the Saiyans are all evil, and, like, uh... Yeah, he says that in the him, movie. Anyway, like, like, my husband's a Saiyan? I pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> so, Saiyans so, like, are evil. Jacko was cool. Jacko was cool. Um... Okay, let me, let me let me get into this. I think this is good. It's good. I I think I think it's okay. Um, I think my main my main issue with this is that like, and this is kind of just come, just come up again and again and again since the movie came out. This kind of really really demands that you not only not take things too seriously, but really not think about a lot of things going on. Like, it, this movie kind of lives and dies off your ability to just completely stop thinking about what was established previously in the series, because you will constantly keep on running into questions, and then those questions aren't exactly all that important, but there's a lot of there's a lot of inconsistencies that are mostly minor, but there's so many of them that, like, it, it kind of keeps on popping up, and it, I, I, I find it a bit of an annoying way to kind of tell a story. Overall, I, I do enjoy this movie. I actually enjoyed this more... Watching it yesterday Than I did uh, the first time um, I don't think It's on the same level Of Battle of Gods I think this is a lot more Of a Recognizably Traditional Dragon Ball Z Movie story I think it's a lot more Straightforward It's, it's a lot more Of a Dragon Ball Z Kind of dynamic Rather than like a Dragon Ball story By Toriyama But I, I think it's Perfectly entertaining I think that like uh, It's good I love the, the solid first half Of this movie I love I really really I think it's like Perfect like, The characterization the dialogue, the scenes, like like the the appropriate the appropriate gravitas that the that the freezer army has, I think, is pretty cool. Like they're not like you know this is the worst thing ever, but like everyone's taking them seriously. And I love that like every every fighter who shows up legitimately gets a moment to shine, which is just terrific because they they just don't always do. When Goku fights Frieza, it kind of starkly drags for me. I don't think the fight is any any bit all that memorable in some ways. I mean it's it animated f- very interestingly. But it's not one of the better fights. And a lot of it is about posturing and powering up and transforming in ways which are very, very like traditionally Dragon Ball Z in kinda like a lame way. So the second half I don't find is nearly as good as the first half. And again, this does suffer from like, you know, possibly the worst ending <laughs> in a Dragon Ball Z movie, in my opinion. Which I think we'll get to. I, you know, eh. But um, overall, I like this movie. I don't think I like it as much as you do. I do enjoy it, but I think that, that this movie is flawed in a varying degrees of ways. And I'll be interesting to kind of talk it out with you. Uh,
0: I will definitely agree that t- I think all the goodwill this movie has is in the, the first half. Um, the second half is probably the worst of the two, but that first half for me is just so enjoyable that it makes up sure. for it. For it. Uh, oh, now, sure. so, so, what? Yeah. So, what are the, some of the inconsistencies you mentioned? Because I, I didn't really notice any watching them. I'm sure if I would have like sat back and thought about it more, I could think of some, but none, none immediately popped to mind.
3: Well, uh, uh, some of it might be inconsistencies, but some of it might be just kind of like, you know, just fan-winkery. Um, th- I, I hate to do this, but I, I kind of have to. A lot of this relies on power level inconsistencies. Now, the moment I say power level, you know. I, I I just hear like you know the Lion King stampede of like don't worry about it who cares blah 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 don't worry about it and that that response and this is kind of a fan thing like I understand that you know you cannot get bogged down in a lot of the uh, the the battle strengths of the, of the fighters at the same time though this entire show has, is just uh, is about like you know. Setting who's stronger than who, and they've been pretty consistent about it so far. They cons- they were consistent about it in the Jump Super Anime Tour. They were consistent about it in a uh, Battle of Gods. It's like it's so when it's like, and I mean to like- make
0: it a point to t- say, like the very beginning of the movie, Vegeta says, "If I train for four months, my power level can freeza, hit yeah. it like or freeze it." Yeah, like what ten million point three or a million point. He says three? Like,
3: like three three million. I am like, is that supposed to be impressive? Three million? Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Like like. Well, let me, let, me, let me kind of go down the list. Uh, you know, I mentioned before, like, 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 I'm surprised Roshi's beating these guys as he, as he is. I mean, we don't, we don't have any inc- inclination that he's been training all this time. He may have. But, like, I remember in the Namek arc, when Krillin and Gohan are, like, spying on Freeze in the Namek's, so they're talking about how strong all the henchmen are. Like, they're all, like, at least as, as strong as, like, Nappa or, or or Raditz or something like that. So, like, the fact that Master Roshi kind of, you know, I like seeing Master Roshi go to town... But at the same time, this, this part of me that's like, like, wait a minute. Um, that's, that, that's, that's kind of one thing. Um, it took me a long time to just like, kind of stop thinking about Frieza training for four months to get as strong as he does. Because he has to be stronger than Future Trunks, all the Super Saiyans in, in the in the Android arc, all the androids in the Android arc, all the cell forms of Cell, Super Perfect Cell, Dabura, Super Saiyan 2 Gohan, Super Saiyan 3 Goku, all the forms of Majin Buu. Like, he has, he has to, like, get through a solid decade's worth of characters who are many times stronger than him in four months. Now, so, like, a lot of that... That really chokes me up a bit. Now, a lot, now, granted, there are a lot of times in the series where there were dramatic power-ups, like, you know, at the drop of a hat. All throughout the Bruce saga, but even still, like, in, in the Saiyan saga, the human... Like, Krillin went from, to, like, being, like, you know, much weaker than Goku to being stronger than Raditz in a year. So, that's not unfamiliar to Dragon Ball, I get it. It's just that, like, I wish that, like, they kind of... I wish that was better than just four months. That's, that feels very, very... That, that, doesn't sit, that doesn't sit right with me, because it just kind of strikes me as unbelievable. But, what if you think it would have been better
0: if they would have just, like, left it vague?
3: If they, if they, like, found the Dragon Balls and brought them back, like, several years prior... Like, let's say, after the Boo saga, and then, like, five years later he came back, I would be perfectly fine. But four months... Like, uh, to,
0: to be fair, they they lot they establish that he's never trained before, so yeah, like I'll, I'll his, grant his, you that. Yes. His power level has never increased since he's been born. Like he just kind
3: of yes. like, There's a lot of latent potential in there, yeah.
0: But yeah, four months. Like even if he would have, if he could have got a got a hold of the uh, hyperbolic tam- time chamber, mm-hmm. that would that would have been like a good plot point.
3: That'd be, oh man, that would be very interesting. Um... I mean, at the end of the day, I, I get rid of it. I pick it out of my mind because it's, it's a movie. Excuse me. It's not meant to be, like, all that all that analyzed. Um But I think that, like... Now, I don't have
0: a problem with, the, like, Roshi fighting. But then again, like, I I didn't see him fight in Dragon Ball, so I don't really have anything to compare it to. But oh, sure. I guess I figured, like... Do you think Krillin should have held his own?
3: Yeah, I do. I, I think that, like, like Roshi... I guess I like deal with him so easily... I'm i just like hmm I don't know but everyone else oh yeah sure like, like Tien Krillin everyone going to town absolutely um, and again like I I like seeing Roshi fight I like Master Roshi or Kami Sen and if if you know everyone's listening <laughs> sure why not uh, the Turtle guy I I like seeing him fight but is one of those things where it's like and here's here's my bigger problem you know whatever power level is like you know we, we this 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 is it you know he runs this all the time Dragon Ball Z and I, I kind of don't want to get into this part because it it ends up talking about the fan base in a way which I don't really want to kind of get into but what the hell is our last episode so why not I don't really appreciate when there are glaring inconsistencies with, with the story by nature of Toriyama's you know skill set of, of writing and a certain segment of the fan is always like you know Stop worrying about it. Stop, stop complaining about it. Don't worry. You know that's just it doesn't matter. You know whatever. Just, just can't you enjoy the story? I understand, like you know, not not nitpicking and just kind of enjoying the story. And for the most part, I do for this. I don't like the knee jerk. Like you know, you're a bad fan if you question Toriyama too much, or you're a bad fan if you you take this too seriously. That pisses me off because there are enough inconsistencies that that are like 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 like. I think this is brought up in an, in one of our emails. Like you know. Like, I don't, I don't really care about, like, you know, Dragon Ball Wishes or whatever, or, you know, could a character do this or that, you know, and honestly, the, the Master Rishi thing doesn't necessarily bother me, but, um, stuff that, like, you know, Vegeta is stronger than Goku in, in Battle of Gods by getting mad that bomb was hit without going Super Saiyan 3, that just, like, just, like, blatantly doesn't add up, you know, sure, we you know he could, we, we've not seen that happen before, and he could, but why not at least follow the, the rubric of the logistics that you set up in the series 20 years ago? And it's like, you know, I'm not saying that this ruins the storytelling or the, the viewing experience or that this ruins anything. But I'm saying that, like, you know, I think these things deserve to be questioned, you know, at, at the very least. And I don't appreciate, you know, and I, I'm not saying I'm not saying this to anybody specifically in terms of people who listen to the show or, you know, uh, people who've, who've written it before. But I'm, I'm saying, like, you know, that is the thing in the, in the fandom, which I don't like. Attacking other sides of the fandom for having a different opinion based on what they perceive as inconsistencies in the writing—I I think that's annoying. Which is probably why I, I want to kind of call out the inconsistencies, as it were. Now, again, I'm not saying the stuff this was, was room for me. I'm just like, you know, it's a lot more noticeable in this, like, you know, compact singular story than it is th- throughout a, an entire saga and stuff. You know, so like, I'm just saying, like, you know, at the end of the day, the power levels, you know, uh, don't really ruin this experience. But that doesn't mean that, like you know, we can't bring them up and say, "Wait a minute now, you know." And again, yeah, like this is Toriyama we're talking about. He thought that Android 18's hair was blue uh, or purple when he went back to the story. He thought that Super Saiyan three was Super Saiyan two, and like I have to imagine that, like you know, there was there was a co writer or an editor that was kind of reminding him about like, the smaller uh, details of continuity. Um, but you know, I, I like the fact that Shenlong can grant two wishes because in the last movie he only granted ran one, but whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I just I just, just want to say that you know, like like. It's okay that the, that the film can be inconsistent, but you just have to acknowledge that it is. You know, don't pretend it's not. <laughs> this, this isn't Shakespeare. I have no problem calling, you know, saying what's wrong with the film in terms of like little niggles here or there, but I just, just want to get it off my chest. I apologize for that. That was kind of just me ranting. <laughs>
0: no, like, I think, I think, uh, just as valid as those grievances you have are, I think, it's also just as valid that you have them. Like, I think the fact that people mm-hmm. you know, want to say, oh, you know, why can't you just enjoy the movie? Or why do you care about that? Like, well, you know, you, you have just as much right to care about it as much as you want. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, you, no one has to say, oh, well. You have to, you know, for to be a fan, you have to ignore this and this and this.
3: Yeah, stop thinking about this. Stop. You turn your brain off. Like, like I don't like to turn your brain off kind of thing. No, I will say, you know, this is not me saying, like, you know, like, like, like this is not comparing to like, you know, hating on a movie based on a trailer, which I think is like, you know, whatever. which you see the movie. It's like seeing the movie, you no, know, having being familiar with the with the the franchise that it's that is connected to, and saying. You know, and, th- 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 and these—I'm not saying like you know this is like contradicting just one line. I mean, this is like contradicting years and years and stories and stories of setup. You know, like I mean, like I mean, I'm kind of surprised that like you know, okay, Gohan or go to the Trunks aren't here, but they can't sense Frieza's power level. <laughs> you know, you guys, you guys can kind of roll with that. Okay, all right, let's just say that they're not in the movie, whatever. But you know, but it's, it's like at least if they're not there, or if if these characters are going to be here or whatever or, or not, just try to explain it just a little better. If you're going to try to take it seriously. But, um, you know, and again, like, you know, it's like this movie does kind of, uh, ride or die if you think about it to a certain degree. Um, so, like, 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 like uh, for instance, like, like the, uh, Super Saiyan Blue, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan tra- transformations, you know, whatever, they can do that now. Virginia just just can't do that. I mean, like, because remember, the last movie, they had to, you know, form a circle and get all the Saiyans together to, to just get to Super Saiyan God, so, like, it, and that, that transformation. In and of itself, what did you think about those forms? Let's kind of move into that.
0: Um, I I didn't really mind them. I mean, because we've established in the past that Super Saiyan God is a is a thing, and they've already established in this film that that both of them had been training with Whis for an indeterminate amount of time. Like I can I could get that they can kind of reach that new plateau, and I like that both Vegeta and Goku were on the same footing as far as that goes.
3: Oh, sure. Yeah, totally, totally. I agree with you there. What I got from the last viewing I had is that, like, this isn't necessarily stronger than the previous form. Like, they, they, they train on their own and achieve this new form, and like, it's, it's sort of like, like an in-between. And I like that, where, like, because it's not definitively said to be stronger than he was in the last week because he doesn't fight Beerus in this, and he still can't beat beat Whis, so, like... And, and because it looks more recognizably Super Saiyan with, like, the spiky hair and stuff, that... Aspect is kind of cool, and, and, and in that way I think I like it more than the design of the Super Saiyan God I don't know how This story demanded Those forms, I guess it kind of did because of Frieza But like, uh, I don't know it, it, it felt to me like You know, new story New form, new transformation, whatever I don't know, it, it, it kind of felt Weightless in a, little, in a little bit, like like, did you Think that like they were like, you know, ah oh, this is a big Deal you guys, like, like what was your take away from, like, the forms in themselves in terms of, like, their importance and, and, like, their weight.
0: I mean, they... hmm. They didn't seem to be an overly important part of the plot. But it just seemed seemed to kind of play off of, okay, Frieza needs a new form or they need something also to kind of jazz it up Mm -hmm. to kind of help... not help promote, but help make his form seem more important also. Right. Which I mean, in theory, you know, if if they had just fought Frieza as Super Saiyan while he was golden, so maybe that you know the Golden Frieza form is an additional power up that helps them kind of be on his him be on their level. That alone would be, I think that would strike me as better than him just the, the four months of training alone makes him equal, and then Golden Frieza is an additional power up needed for that.
3: Okay. So it's it's like like, like the end by the means I suppose, uh, in some ways. I mean I, I mean I, I again I, I think like in terms of like aesthetically design wise I like it previous than the previous Super Saiyan God form, but there's something about it that that feels kind of fan art to me you in, in a way and maybe it's because there's been a lot of fan art over the years like you know like different hair colors and stuff like that. Or I don't know, like, like a, what was it, hypersonic, where like you kind of just glow like the rainbow. Oh, boy. <laughs> so there might be a little bit of that going in there. I I don't hate them, but it's like I feel that like we really should be, they should be a bigger deal than I think that they're made to be. Um, whereas it's Super Saiyan got like you know that that wasn't the end all be all in terms of the story, the previous story, but like like that was sort of the point of it. So because this story was uh, this story was was. As opposed to the last story, where Toriyama, like of his own esteem, wrote the script, this one was sort of like you know, want to run another one? Like, like from from accounts, all kind of recorded accounts, he was sort of like goaded into doing this, not not against his own will, but like he you know made it made it more recognizable in DBZ, put more action into it, made it more of a kind of a traditional story, and I think that maybe there's some pressures into like you know, you know stuff that like people do remember the series, and in that way, I don't know if it comes off as natural as as it. As it Ought to have, and maybe Super does this better. I'm not because I know that like they're in the Resurrection Arc, Resurrection F Arc right now, so maybe it's better uh, done there. I've not read the uh, Resurrection F manga adaptation, although I have. I have actually been reading the uh, the Super manga um, done by Toritaro. And I, I'm quite liking that, but um, I don't know. It it it. it it's, I feel that, like, I, I'm reminded of how I felt with, with Super Saiyan 3 at first, where, like, you know, it's a form that kind of comes out of nowhere, that, oh, they can do this now, but there has been a time span where they could have been trained to find it, so it's not all that bad, you know, so, eh, I, I hope I'm not bringing this movie down for you, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm,
0: I still hold the opinion of it, it's still, it's still mostly adorable, and I, I can definitely understand those, those complaints. Mm-hmm. But to me, yeah. To to, to me, it's the, the pros still outweigh the cons. But those are all valid.
3: What did you think about Gohan in this movie? <laughs> Let's get into that. He
0: he really didn't have a lot to do. Um, now, I think I think he shined when he when he did fight, which was very good. Especially in the forest protecting Krillin. That was that was just an awesome looking fight scene. Especially because he pretty much one hits. All of the people there. And I, I do like when he goes Super Saiyan, but after that, he's kind of sidelined, I guess. And if I were going straight from the Boo saga where he's so important to this, I'd kind of feel cheapened all the development he had. <laughs> he don't say. <laughs> but we, we do get... We got kind of got Battle of Gods where he was he kind of played a similar role. He wasn't he wasn't the main protagonist. He was
3: he was he was worse than that I think in terms of like a fighting capability.
0: Yeah, and I established that he's not he's not training. He's not he's not a fighter anymore. So he's not in his element. He's he's a family guy. You know he's he's settled down. <laughs> So I, I, I guess that kind of gives him gives him a pass in my book as to why he's portrayed as being not necessarily as weak as he is, but just kind of out of his element as he is.
3: Okay, this is the, this has been a gigantic like right now in the throes of the fandom, This has been a gigantic talking talking point. Like, like let's, this is like what's going on right now. Uh, personally, I actually really like him in this movie. I think he's awesome. You know, I, I, you know, he's my favorite character as as by episode forty three. And I think that, like, yeah, he's significantly weaker. And they, they comment on that, but that doesn't mean that he still can't fight. And he equates himself very well. I love seeing him just, like, take everybody down. And he's clearly the strongest person there before Goku and Vegeta show up. Um, that fight, that, that, that takedown from uh, with Sashimi was so sweet. I mean, he looked like like Super Saiyan 2 Gohan from the Cell games when he took him down with one shot. And, like, he interrupts Piccolo's fight, which, which is a great kind of reversal where, where like, Phyllo always used to save him. I think he's great... You know, yes, he's not as strong as he was. He, I guess he can't go mystic right now. Uh, and Frieza, you know, gets his revenge on him from movie 12, getting punched in the stomach. So he so he used to put Frieza over. But I don't think that he comes off, like, ever embarrassing or, like, you know, why can't he do this? There, he has a lot of moments, and I really like the moments he's given. I think he's... I, I really liked him. He's probably, he's a highlight in this, this movie. But I say this because, like, apparently... I've been keeping my eye on things going on in Dragon Ball Super. I've been keeping, like, you know, my ear close to the ground. And, like, I'm... I I'm not seeing an episode, but I've, I've been paying attention to what's been going on. And apparently, in Super right now, when they're retelling the story, he's getting, like, like jobbed like a motherfucker. Like, he is getting completely wiped out in terms of, like, strength. Like, like apparently, like, like, he's getting completely beat up by, like, henchmen. Piccolo has to save him. He can barely go Super Saiyan before he, it, it hurts himself. Like, from all accounts, it's just been, like, a, a complete... Uh, reversal from where he was at the end of the series and where he was in this movie, and you know, obviously, I don't like that. You know, why would I like that? And I, I, I also question why that's why that's being done necessarily. Um, I mean, I, I, said, I said, I said this. I thought I was talking to you know in the interview for Geekdom One Hundred and One. I don't need Gohan to be the strongest fighter in the universe necessarily. You know, it's quite cool, because you know he does settle down and he cares about his family more than Goku does, but. I don't like. I don't like presenting him as somebody who's not very, very strong. I don't know how much sense it actually makes for him to be as weak as he is now. Because if you remember in, um. The. From the Cell games to the Boo Saga, he could still go Super Saiyan 2. You know? Yeah, he was. He was weaker than he was, but he could still achieve that. That form. And he did so pretty effortlessly, so I don't know. I don't know if this actually makes any sense. Again, if you know the whole power levels thing. But, um. My. My. Problem that I hear is that like oh, well it's, it's 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 kind of several things it's, it's kind of going from like the boost target where he gets you know beaten up by, boo tinks.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> then and battle gods he, I mean everybody gets beaten by bears in battle gods so it doesn't really matter but like he you would expect more out of him especially because he's so tough and then this one like he, he's even weaker and it's kind of shown to how strong freeze is it is a pattern that's that's been uh, manifesting itself and of late which sucks Uh, and Dragon Ball Super it just sounds entirely ghastly which you know I don't know why they're doing that I don't know why I mean I know Toriyama said like you know he did not think he he worked well as a protagonist but like it's a it it feels really stark in having him do uh, you know be presented in that way like what do you what do you think about what I've been saying
0: do you think Toriyama owes it to the fans to change his opinion and write it to how they want it, as opposed to how he wants to write it?
3: No, I, I don't want to say that. Is his story? He can write whatever he likes, whether we like it or not. I don't want to say that like he owes it to us, Gohan fanboys, to make him the awesomest. I, I, that I don't. I don't want. To, I know that you're just you're kind of asking that, but I don't. I don't want to make it come, come off like that. But like it's it's one of those instances, you know, because all the characters have been like you know were important then not all throughout Dragon Ball. But in the way that it's happening with Gohan, who who kind of remained important author throughout the series, I think this this is the fan part of me. as As a fan, it feels vindictive. It feels like not only is he not the strongest, but he sucks, you guys, and like I, I don't like that. Also, there's been a lot of shit talk in the streets about people who are like going on and saying, like, you know, oh yeah, Gohan's always such. I don't know why you ever liked him as a character. He's always been a you know a bad character, which is the most hipster bullshit. I have ever seen in my life.
0: Like, yeah, he, like, he defeated Cell.
3: Like, but, but people are talking about, like, like like you shouldn't like the character because he never liked to fight in the first place, and he's not like Goku, Goku Vegeta who always trains like like that. That right there is like you know, okay, you're not paying attention as to what's been going on. That that alone
0: is a reason to like the character, and that he's, he's he has. <laughs> he has his it's own more character, relatable, his
3: only entrance, yeah. Yeah, no, so like I, I, that, I don't like that where it's like you know, oh, his salty Gohan fanboys—they're so butthurt that he's, you know, that he's getting. Be-. I think I think fans of a character are, are free to be butthurt. If you're a fan of Yamcha, you have all the right in the world to be butthurt about what happened to him throughout the series, or Krillin, or Tien, or Piccolo, quite honestly. So you know, again, <laughs> fans, <laughs> as though we're not fans, <laughs> but like. uh... I don't know. It's it's been, it's been kind of like, like like a rubbing my temples kind of thing, and for a lot of uh, fans, and like um, the, the, I think I think the indictment is that like because he doesn't train like like Vegeta or Goku, that somehow makes him a bad character, and that's just like like what what are you talking about? Like 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 really? Like like that that and, that, and that's just you're putting the value of a character on like you know their their uh, taste for fighting, and it's like you know we, we know these characters are a lot more dimensional than that. You know, they're a lot, there's there's not more to them than that. Maybe not much more, but there is more to them than that. So, uh, too, too long, don't read. Uh, I like Gohan in this movie. I really hate what hearing, hearing what's been happening to him super. I question why it's happening, and I don't like the fact that like fans are pretending that like you know it's it's a natural evolution of the character because that that to me it's like that to me really really feels false. That that feels pretentious to say.
0: Now, do you think that that? The character himself going back and and backing away from the lifestyle of fighting. Do you think that's in character?
3: Yeah, because I mean, I mean, uh, in the Cell Games, he has that moment where Cell, like you know, listen, I don't want to fight you. And Piccolo screaming to Goku, he doesn't want to fight Goku, and Goku's like, uh huh, fight him, go on. And like, uh, Gohan doesn't like to fight. You know, he's not he's not a fighter, but he can fight. That's my thing And he's been through All this stuff I mean, he's been Training since he was Four years old Like So the idea that Like he can You know Lose his power so quickly Maybe it's because He's half human half, I'm sure they don't I'm sure they didn't Think about that But like It just feels like It, it doesn't follow a, a, a line of logic That the series Has demonstrated thus far I mean I get that Like he's not He's not as Up on his fighting skills in the bootstrap Because he spent All his time studying Which no other character Has done I get that But Toriyama Still put him in the story And have him be A major major character you know, and feel that, like, because that's his character, that people, and some people are, are getting, are getting it, and maybe he's himself, are, are taking that as, as a reason to not only hold him back from, like, you know, the major fights, but to really show, like, you know, this is what, you know, this is the kind of person that we don't want on the show. I don't want to, I don't, don't want to come at this from, majorly from a fanboy, because I don't want to, I don't want to have my reasoning be clouded by emotion, rather than, like, you know, just kind of logic. Although I know that's impossible for somebody to do, we—we're we're, we're none of us. No, nothing's objective is all uh, subjective, but if it—it it feels that something is wrong and and uh in this characterization. I, I, although you know we're talking about the movie, not super. So like I don't know why I'm spending so much time on it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, but can, do you see what I'm saying? Like, it is comparable to like the human characters and to some extent Piccolo and stuff. I mean, Piccolo got, got one shot at by Beerus in the last movie, so as is, as as did everybody. Uh,
0: I I do think it's comparable because like you look at Piccolo, Piccolo hasn't really been relevant to fighting in a long time.
3: Right, this is the first time.
0: But I don't think anybody like looks at it as a disservice being done to his character. Right, I think the same thing could be done for Gohan if more effort were put into it, like right? mm, and, and how it's it's. I don't know how just how how it's written and put together. Like if you if if Toriyama sat down and said, okay, you know, and I, granted this would take like some forethought, which I know is not how they writ, writ, written the wrote the original story, but just say, okay, you know, here's the end result. I want I want Piccolo to, stay, to kind of stay out of the fights. I want him to be a more. I don't want him to be the strongest person anymore. You already have this kind of back door by saying he, he wants to be a fighter. He doesn't want to be a fighter. He wants to be a scholar. He's a family person. You no. Know? You, you could set him out of the fight pretty easily if you put some kind of thought into how to write that. As opposed to kind of taking the easy way out and just making him job to, like, everybody you can think of.
3: Yeah, kind of, you know, as, as a means to an end in terms of storytelling. it's like, I
0: think it could be handled better. I don't necessarily know how
3: to,
0: to do that. But uh, I think somebody would. Well,
3: uh, and also, one must consider the original series and when it was originally done, because I, you know, until, really until Battle of Gods, you know, it was just like, just like understood that, like, you know, if we don't count Vegito and Boo's forms, Gohan is the strongest person in in the series. Like, no one got stronger than him. You know, and like, there was no evidence that Goku got stronger than him at the end of the series. You know, you know, and and, like, that that was like, you know, just like, that that was like, um, Fact that was that was that was that was gospel. That was law. And since then, they've elaborated on it more. And I, 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 mean, I think that like Toriyama's involvement lends itself to it because, like, he is the one that kind of changed the boost, like, a, in the way that he did. I mean, we talked about this where he had Gohan be the main character and then brought back Goku because he didn't think Gohan worked out, whatever that means. And sure, you know, yeah, I, I can see Goku being a lot more dynamic character. Um, but I think that like. If you if you spend so much time you know in this fandom liking the character in the way that he was he was shown, and then are it with like you know well if we're going by the last act of the boo arc where he was like this and kind of kind of using that as a way to move forward with the character from then on in, it doesn't feel right. That might actually that m- might work well if you're kind of if you start Dragon Ball Z with that arc, but like it it does feel uh, stunning in a way. And again like you know I, I you know I don't need him to be like strongest person ever but like. I also, you know, don't, you know, don't, I don't know, like, don't forget what, what, this, what this show is kind of, you know, kind of about, I, guess, I suppose. It's, it's so funny. I would love to talk about this with, with people who, are, who would write in, because I know that you know, like, like, there's a lot of, like, like back and forth on it on online, but, uh, too bad. <laughs> what we say is law. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move away from him for a bit. Uh... Let's see. What did you think about? What did you think about Sorbet? I thought
0: he's an interesting character. Um, it's been a while since we've seen a a Frieza henchman. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> a, a long while, and I, I like the idea that he he rose up from the ranks. That he, he uh, thought his entire army was so decimated that the only person left over to take take control was a very very low person on the totem pole. <laughs> that Frieza was barely even registered. Like, I like that. Like, after you know, after Frieza's death, after Goku wrecked that whole that whole organization, like it wasn't a presence as much as it was before. I like kind of seeing the aftermath of what happened to that.
3: Yeah, I agree. I, I, I bought the whole like you know the Frieza army still out there. Um, that that always made sense to me. And I like the fact that like, they, they, they continued it. And I also like the fact that, like, the, like, like you said, with the Trunks references, they reference King Cole, like, should we, they were about to bring him back, and then, like, he freezes it out, ah, who cares, which is totally in character. <laughs> um, yeah, I, he kind of reminded me... I think it, in mainly his posture, he kind of reminded me of Babidi, like, visually, because he's kind of hunched over, he's kind of small, has a cape. Um, but he, he he is a different character, he's not, you know... He's no Babidi. You know, he's, he's he can't even... Like the dirt off the boots of Bobbity, but uh, but he's not, oh no, no, not that, that necessarily, he's not the same character as Bobbity. He's not Kui or Zarbon or Dodoria. He's a very individualistic character, which is kind of cool. Um, voiced by, I don't know the, the voice actor's name in the final but voiced by Oolong, I noticed <laughs> early on. It's kind of interesting. But, um, oh wow. Uh, I thought that he, uh, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I liked him. I, I don't know about the whole. Uh, shooting Goku through the heart thing. What did you think? When, when that first happened, what did you think?
0: Uh, I thought Vegeta was the one to do it first.
3: <laughs> that would be awesome. I really did. I, I, I was like, what?
0: Um, I mean, on one hand, it's such an absurd idea. Like, Goku could be shot. Like, <laughs> it, It's such an like out-there idea, but it, it also makes perfect sense that Frieza would do that. Like,
3: oh, yes, it does. Yeah.
0: Have a contingency plan. And it would be something that it would be something that nobody would expect. Like Goku would not expect that. Like,
3: it'd be funny if there was like a like a little reticle or, or a dot, yeah. like going into his heart before he shot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome. So yeah, like it was it was out there. Um, I mean, I guess it, it would probably take some suspension of disbelief to believe that that could actually, you know, hit Goku. Like he wouldn't register it. But at the same time, all of his energy was being focused on on. Frieza and I could see him not sparing any energy to, to notice even his surroundings since Frieza is such yeah, a th- threat
3: and that was the point of it like like he, he was so you know single single minded that like like he that was, that was his downfall which I mean I don't know if that's an actual characterization, characteristic that he's demonstrated throughout the series I that, that kind of felt a little uh, subsumed into his character but it, it worked okay I, I do remember I, I had seen a gif of that before the movie came out like in America and so I was spoiled I was like what the hell um Thanks, Consenture Forums. But, uh, But, um... I didn't know that it was, it was, like, you know, some sort of, like, uh... I, th- I thought he was killed. Like, did they kill Goku? But, huh. Interesting.
0: But, uh... I, I did like the, um... You mentioned how that was... That was a character point that was brought up. I, I did like a lot of the foreshadowing in here. Uh, it was... It was okay. pretty well done. You know, the, the characterizations that were kind of listed for Goku and Vegeta made... For, for the most part, made sense. Um... Uh, I like that Wii's basically just told Vegeta like just let go like uh, let go of your your rage and be calm and which every I think everybody is like yeah duh dude just do that <laughs> let go of he's your, the angriest like,
3: character in the show
0: it's like you're so angry for no reason
3: <laughs> uh, I like seeing Goku and Vegeta train together that was really neat that's like I mean it's been a while since we've seen Goku train but like like seeing Vegeta train and then like them together that was like this is this is cool and like you know. They're, they're a little unwilling, but like seeing them, you know, in the in the form of of students was 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 a cool addition, and I I really like that addition that uh they're on they're you know they see these incredibly strong characters they they immediately want to get as strong as them, so that that was a some one of my favorite bits of characterization.
0: I like that they they use Bomber's cooking to to facilitate that training. <laughs>
3: I was, yeah. I, I like I like the repeated inclusion of Bulma in the stories. I I, I like that they're keeping her up. Well, it she felt, it felt very natural, mm-hmm.
0: and she she. I think she came off better here than she did, um, in a long time. Short of short of Battle of Gods, like she comes off as annoying, but at the same time, like intimidating in her own right.
3: Well, that's one thing that like the characterization didn't always demonstrate in Dragon Ball Z. Because in when you first meet her in Dragon Ball, she's she's not a very nice person. <laughs> she's not, she's not evil, but like she, I would say, like you know, in terms of personality, she's not somebody that you would like to be friends with. And then like, you know, she she develops after all the events that she goes through. But that kind of they kind of like, repeat itself, but uh, throughout the series, every now and then. But she's mainly a good person. Um, but because of all the all the serious stuff going on, you kind of her personality kind of gets left by the wayside. But like with Balagaz and this, you see her annoyed a lot. You see her really. Like, I want to say selfish, but, you know, kind of self-minded. Like, you know, she wants to see Frieza no matter what or whatever. Like, I kind of like, you know, this isn't smart for a genius, but this is your personality kind of thing.
0: Yeah, so, I, I like that. Yeah, like you said, she she's like, okay, I, I want to see Frieza. And, you know, I can't find the most powerful people, so let me go to the second most powerful people. Like, even at the expense of possibly dying. It's like, but, you know, she you also got to imagine, like, oh, she went to Planet Namek, She had all these adventures. She doesn't assume, like, she she doesn't care. She just assumes it's she's gonna work she's, out.
3: she's not, like, automatically afraid of anything. Yeah, I always
0: like her disregard to Barris and Weeze. Like, it's like these characters can, like, destroy her, and she still just talks to them like they're any insects.
3: That's one of my favorite parts of about of Gods, where, like, like she's, she, like, Beerus is about to kill Vegeta, and she kind of just, like, like shows up, like, hey, you ruined my party, and, like, like she has, like, that that big mouth and stuff, and smacks Beerus, like, the other, like, 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 gall of her is really funny, (laughs) and yeah, it's, like,
0: and, and, and I can honestly understand, that's, like, why I'd assume Vegeta would want to marry her, like, that's what, the gall that she has, and he's, like, what, he's probably never met anybody in his life that stood up to him as much as she has.
3: There's a line in the Dragon Ball Super manga, in the latest chapter, or the latest chapter that I've read, where it, it takes place after this, where they're, like, you know, uh, talking about something. And I think that, like, um, they're talking about Bulma, and Bul- Vegeta says the reason why I'm with her is because, she, I don't know what he means by this, but at least in the translation I've read, like, you know, she, she is the hot-blooded type of woman that can really, truly handle the blood of sand, oh, And, um... Goku's like, yeah, that's, that's I, I guess that's why I went with Chi Chi as well. <laughs> We're both stuck in the same boat. And but he's like, Ugh. but like I was like, all right, it's interesting to see hear them talk about them like that. Yeah, it's like, hey, yeah, we do have wives. Because <laughs> yeah, we don't see Chi Chi, we don't see half the characters that we saw in the last movie. But um, we see Android eighteen and uh, Marin. Uh, Videl has a cameo. Pan has a cameo, which is which is kind of cool. Um, we see a statue of Mister Satan. Yes, uh, I was so
0: excited when I saw that. <laughs>
3: um, what did you think about the? Here's, what did you think about the animation? Because I thought the animation was was noticeably sharper in this movie than it was in Battle of the Gods. Oh yeah,
0: I agree too. Um, especially around the fight scenes with, well, I did notice the animation around the Goku Frieza fight was very well done. Um, but mainly around the fight with all of the henchmen, like the scope of that was very well done. And I know it was enhanced, obviously, by computers, but. I think it was a very good blend of hand animation and computer.
3: Well, the thing about that is that, like, uh, there was a lot more hand-to-hand martial arts fighting. Like, specifically, like, Kung Fu is that Tien and Krillin were doing. And even Jocko. And... I heard, Kazuchi, that, like, I believe the, the director of the film, Yamamuro, was actually a former Shaolin monk. Which is kinda cool. So, like, like he would know how to take these guys on. Cause there's, there's hardly any, like, fast fighting in this movie whatsoever. I did this one shot with Goku, uh, Super Saiyan Blue Goku and Golden Frieza. But there's really not none of that, you know, kind of loops fast fighting like that that is emblematic of Dragon Ball Z. There's a lot more like, you know, punch and reaction. They're kind of fighting at normal speed in this. There's no so fast, you know, except for like Wee. there's no, you know, so fast we can't see him kind of fighting. Um, which is interesting. That's, that's decidedly different. Um, it's well animated. I think that the 3D animation is better because it jumps back between 3D and 2D a lot better, although you still do notice it. I don't personally mind it so much. A lot of people don't like it. Um, the, the, when it goes to three D models, but I think that like it, uh, it ends up being utilized the best it has been in this movie. So I thought it was quite good.
0: I think I think it adds more than it detracts. Um, I think that's just mainly because three D is is uh is currently at such a level that it can it can implement or it can emulate two D without being too distracting from it.
3: The guy on Dragon Ball. The Super Dragon blog uh, said that it reminded him Dragon Ball GT final bout. which that's harsh. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. What else? can We talk about? Uh, what did you think about uh, Vegeta in this movie?
0: I really liked his his arc. I mean, it, it was it was not the most pronounced. Um, but I li- I, like you were saying, I like seeing them train with Goku. Uh, I, I got a, a brotherly vibe between them at this point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you gotta you gotta realize, like, I guess at this point they've been they've been fighting together for years, and right. as much as they hate each other, and essentially got into like a slapping fight over who gets to fight Frieza, like that's something brothers would do. That's something people who, who yeah, oh yeah, they hate each other, but Frieza does, or he isn't willing to kill him. Goku isn't, or Vegeta's not willing to kill him. Like, uh. Frieza offers him, probably at one point in his life, like the thing he would have wanted the most.
3: <laughs> I want to talk about that. Why do you think that was going to work? <laughs> did he just forget torturing Vegeta to death and killing him on on on, on Planet Namek? <laughs> like, I was stunned how dumb Frieza was. And think, like, you know, come on, Vegeta, you know you want to work for me again. I was like, and they don't bring it up. But like, like Vegeta says, you know, he says, you think I would want to work with you after you destroyed the planet that I was destined to rule? I'm like yeah and he uh killed you remember that Let <laughs> us don't bring that up at all but uh that was, that was kind of funny i love i love him being a freeze at the end oh that was that, so that
0: was so like
3: cathartic yes
0: so like he he needed that he needed that so much
3: like, like after the freezer saga where like like he's just literally getting like, like you remember getting strangled by the tail and stuff like like oh man that was that was delicious and i remember um Christopher Sabbath said that that was that was like one of his favorite parts of all of Dragon Ball Z when Frieza or Vegeta gets his get back on Frieza. Um
0: I do think uh to kinda go back to why Frieza might think that would work. Well the last time he saw Vegeta, Vegeta was dying, yeah, but he, he also wasn't a good guy. He also wasn't helping Goku all that much. Like he didn't see him have a family and see him fight with Goku for years and years. So maybe maybe he just assumed, okay, well, he can look past that for his hatred for Goku, and because by by Frieza's timeline, he had really just turned against him fairly recently.
3: That's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll give you that. It's not. He's not. He's, I mean, he's not aware. Of, I mean, granted, Vegeta rebelled against him, but he he honestly has no no inkling of how strong Vegeta is whatsoever. For, to him, Vegeta's like the same as he was on Namek. So, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, he's been dead so long. So
0: now, what about the uh, what about the reveal that Beerus was the one who ordered Planet Namek or Planet Saiyan or Planet Vegeta, Planet Vegeta. to be destroyed?
3: <laughs> Planet Namek. Um, what do I think about that? I think that's kind of a needless retcon because that's
0: that's new information, correct?
3: Yeah, that is new. I I, I don't know. I think actually he mentions it in um in um Battle of Gods briefly, but I, I think that they reminded him of it again. You know, I don't know. I I don't know if I like that because the original reason that Frieza, I think, was you know implicitly afraid of the Saiyan race overcoming him and getting stronger, worked fine. I think that like you know just retroactively adding Beerus. Oh, I told him to do it. That feels needless to me. Um, I don't know if it necessarily upsets me so much, but like it. The other, the previous reason was just fine. I don't know why Beerus. It feels like he's trying to put Beerus over in a way which, which, which he doesn't need to be put over, you know what I
0: mean? I agree, and I don't know why that, uh... I really can't think of a reason why he would want that planet destroyed, like... Was was Frieza working for him at the instance? Is that what they're trying to imply? Well,
3: it's also, like, yeah, you know, like he was planning to kill Frieza when, before Wiz told him that, that Goku beat him, so, like... It, it's weird that, like, like what is his relationship with Frieza? Like, like, does he like him or dislike him? Like, I know that he's blasé about everything, but, like, uh... It's it's kind of ill defined in that way. Like it's almost like he was re- working for Beerus in some sense, but he wasn't because they. And this is one thing that my, my my brother doesn't like: the fact that Frieza knew knows who Beerus is, but he was saying so much that he was the strongest person in the universe. Like you know, and Majin Buu, apparently. So it's like you know, retroactively putting putting over that like apparently he knew about these characters, but like said he was the strongest in the per- universe anyway. So see, I could That's, see that just
0: because like at the same time, free. It's, it's implied that King Cole was stronger than Frieza, but Frieza still claims he's the strongest one in the universe. Like, oh, that's true. He, he's, he's, he's the the 10th grade bully in high school who understands there's people above him in the pecking order, but isn't going to admit that to people lower than him.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's also, I think Vegeta said it well when he was fighting Goku, so, like, you know, they're, they're very haughty, these guys. <laughs> yeah, I can not see that. I can kind of wrap my head around that. Um... I'm trying to think, is there anything left for me to talk about besides the ending? Is there anything that you want to bring up?
0: Uh, no, I really, I really think I've covered or pretty mentioned everything pretty much I agreed with. If I didn't, you did. Besides Crow being a cop, which I find hilarious.
3: No, no, no I think that we, we learned about that, like, before the movie came out, but, uh, I liked seeing him, like, you know, they, they outrun his, his hover bike, so he just kind of uses super speed.
0: And I love that he, <laughs> he, he has, like, the shorts on to indicate if, like, his hover bike is, like, the, the the equivalent of like those cops that ride the bicycles.
1: <laughs> I don't know
3: anything about that. Yeah, like those, those he was shorts, shorts a like, really. yeah,
0: that's 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 what he is.
3: It's just funny to see him see him having a job, yeah, a having I, I, thought, I thought he just kind of you know, just like, like off of Roshi because like I remember like like when in the Boo arc, you learned that like like him, 18, and Marin are, are living with Roshi, so like they just kind of moved in without maybe Roshi even knowing about it. <laughs> yeah, and here it looks
0: like they moved out, like or oh, they they're living somewhere else.
3: Yeah, when we see eighteen, like they're like in the city, so hmm. which by the way, like 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 Frieza destroys North City, and then like Boma like, like 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 inserts a line that's almost like dug from like somewhere else. Like, oh yes, as soon as we get the Dragon Balls to restore North City, I was like, oh yeah, that happened, didn't it? He destroyed an entire city. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. And then the planet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh God. <laughs> um. Okay, so. The ending. What did you think about the ending?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, because... They set it up early in the movie. Right. So I, I can't say it came out of any... Like, nowhere.
3: Because if it did, it'd be awful. And I,
0: <laughs> and I, I legitimately forgot about it. Because it doesn't beat over your head. But as soon as, like, wheeze peeps up, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. you. I forgot about this thing you could do. And it, to me, it just kind of confused, like... What is Weez? Because they make it a point to say earlier in the film that Beerus says, I'm the deity, you're not.
3: I was about to, yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, exactly. So, that's a good. That's a very good point. Like, what the hell is the man? But Weez
0: <laughs> is it, it, clearly shown to be his superior in almost every way. Like, he trains, because we got the re- revelation at the end of the last movie that he trains Beerus. He's training yeah, people. so
3: like, what? what is someone who's stronger than a god?
0: It's like, is, is it something something akin to, like...
3: A super god!
0: <laughs> I like, a genie that's super powerful, but has a certain rules it can abide by? Like, can he not defeat Beerus or not defeat gods? It's, yes.
3: Yeah, it's, oh, he... Yeah. I mean, he knocked out Beerus pretty easily in the last movie, but, like... Like, like why is he even with them? <laughs> well, it, they they, they look stay like, neutral? They look like they're friends, though. They look like they're bros. <laughs> so, I like their relationship in this movie.
0: Oh, yeah! They do have some of the best lines. Like, you ate four strawberries.
3: <laughs> there's, there's, there's some very good dialogue. I like I like Jocko's line. Uh, the, the Galactic Patrol has some very strict policies against suicide missions. <laughs> but
0: um, oh, and i not gonna get a photo with Beerus.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like
0: old timey, like digital camera. Like he doesn't have a cell phone.
3: Right, right, right. Um, but uh, but I don't know. Like, 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 do you? Are your are your are your hesitations with the ending? If, if I'm being generous, the fact that like it's a reset button, or it's about that like Goku shows his his way into Vegeta's kill.
0: I I don't have so much of an issue with the re- reset button because it it was established early on, and it was it, it did have it, it, it had specific rules like hey you can only go three minutes in the past. It's like okay, this character has been shown in the past to be super powerful. And for the majority of the movie, they've been neutral, and they even admit, like Beerus is like, "Well, what kind of destroyer god am I if I'm bringing a planet back to life?" Like, so, like they acknowledge that, hey, they shouldn't, they, they, they shouldn't be doing this.
3: And it's also kind of it kind of puts them less, n- less neutral and more like you know on the side of the good guys, like, "Oh, we're only doing it for for your delicious food," but like you kind of get sense, like you know they they've kind of taken a shine to everyone.
0: Yeah, like they may say that all they want to, but. Um, now, as far as, is, I didn't have an issue with them, with him stealing Vegeta's kill, because we, Vegeta, oh, I did, <laughs> but we got to so see good. it, like, like, got to see him defeat him, like, granted, Vegeta, like, doesn't realize that, okay. but, but he saw that, okay. the audience saw it, I guess all the characters saw that, because I'm assuming they all went back in time, not just Goku. Yeah,
3: yeah, everyone did, that's a good point, we, Vegeta's so really, powered,
0: like, and I think once he explained that, like, yeah, hey, you defeated Vegeta, and then Vegeta destroyed the planet and and everybody. I visited, on
3: it. yeah, yeah.
0: You still got the kill, but
3: a, you know what? That's a good point. You know, that doesn't Frieza make Vegeta
0: was, feel any better. I'm sure, but
3: Frieza was beaten. Vegeta clearly outmatched him. He clearly was about to kill him. He had won the fight, so maybe this is actually like like rob him of it. Here's my thing. To me, you know, you know I like Goku. You know, he's, he's a fun character. I understand that, like, he is everyone's, like, like remember, most memorable character from the show. Well, definitely one of the most memorable characters of the show. You know, he, he's, he's a great character. The way I took it initially, like, in my, my mind says, like, I don't like it when the series itself just stops dead to... <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> like... That's my, that's my, that was my, like, kinda like, you know, butthurt fanboy takeaway from like, you know, it was like, why does, why is it always contrived to have Goku just be the savior just because he's he, of who he is? That, that no, granted, if Vegeta just, just killed Frieza in the way that he did, that might have been anticlimactic, but at the same time, th- there had to been a way to make it, make, I don't know. Like, I guess in some ways it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like Dragon Ball if Goku doesn't, doesn't beat the guy, but...
0: Would it have felt more organic if they would have agreed to go back in time, and then Weeze just went back in time and told Vegeta, like, hey, kill him, like, quicker, or if Weez just took him out himself or something.
3: Or maybe if, like, Vegeta and Goku both did it together. Um, I don't know. It, it, it feels... I, I, granted, okay, it's a gag. I know it's a gag. It's, it's mainly done for a joke. But it feels like the way that the series has been since the, Boo arc, the end of the Buu arc, where they're putting Goku over... In a way which feels obtrusive in the in the in the in the, in the narrative in the, in the storytelling process, like all this stuff is going on, but we got to make sure that Goku gets on top. And in doing this podcast and watching the show from beginning to end, I find that I just more, I just enjoy Dragon Ball as a series of events with these series of characters. Yes, it's mostly about Goku, but they've proven time and time again that he doesn't carry he doesn't have to carry this he does not carry this this series. And it, it, this felt like a way which they thought that he did, and it felt like like like, like an, an incorrect way to present the character. And again, it's a joke. I shouldn't take it that seriously. But man, did that pissed me off when I saw that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I cannot lie to you, Jesse. <laughs> that really made me mad. But but in the way that you said, where like Vegeta still beats him. I should probably let it go.
0: Um. I see. I wonder if it's if that's the reaction it's meant to have. Like. Because I'm mean, ultimately, I guess, you had the same reaction that Vegeta does,
3: and a lot of people did. <laughs> a lot of people don't like this. Like what the hell,
0: Goku? Really?
3: Um, and I like the fact that like Goku for a while just like, just didn't kill Frieza. You know, he, it's like in the name, right? He didn't have to. He was already beaten. So, but you know, it, it was just so awesome when Vegeta it was like, you know, "Don't you dare think about being resurrected again." <laughs> that was just so boss. <laughs> Stay black, Vegeta.
0: <laughs> but um. And I I love I love the, the hell that that Frieza was in.
3: Oh we, we, yeah, we done about that. Yeah, that was great. Like his his own hell. It's like these clearly Toriyama designed like angels running around singing and being happy and he complains about it even after he comes back to life.
0: Yeah, like he he, he was that disturbed by it.
3: Like like they were acting as though their, their their greatest joy in life was the next moment that they received their precious hug. That was that was pure Akira Toriyama. That was so funny. <laughs> it wasn't like because you know, the, the movie starts off like you with know, this kind of fiery thing, and then you go underneath, and it's like you know, this this happy, like you know, cherry blossom l- yellow field. So, I love that.
0: And just hearing him describe it, like he was so distraught. Yeah, like I was watching the film, and I'm like, w- uh, is this the right? So, what what am I watching here? These little like little creatures dancing around, and then like the cocoon spins around, and it's Frieza. I'm like, and know, uh, he's, <laughs>
3: like, he's like, he's like uh, cyborg Mecha Frieza.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I love that they they acknowledge that too in the film, um, which, makes it,
3: which makes it feel like it, it's a continuation. Truly,
0: when Sorbet uh, says, "You know, we we have this new regeneration technology. We don't even need to enhance you with cybernetics."
3: Ah uh, yeah, totally, totally. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I think for the most part, continuity was treated very well. Continuity was was kept in ways which it, it would have. Uh, but then I, I think other other times, I feel like you know things would happen for the for the needs of the story. And not for the for the logic of the of the story. But you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's right, we time. No. I'm just worried about you. Dad. Just don't call me funny looking, okay? <laughs> well, who would have thought? I'm not sure I can live this down. What sort of destroyer helps bring a world back to life? We can't thank you enough, and don't worry, you'll get plenty of food out of this. We'll throw you a huge feast! Right after we track down the dragon balls and put North City back together, that is. I look forward to it greatly. That is the real reason I turn back time to save your world, you know. You sure you don't want to arrest him? Manipulating time is a serious galactic offense! Oh, my official response is that I didn't see anything. Keep walking! I'm not going to thank you! This just means we're even! Take it easy, I didn't come to talk about that! I'm just curious what you think about we saying if we team up in these battles, then people like Frieza wouldn't even have a chance to knock us out! Should we practice fighting together in case we need to sometime? <laughs> I'd rather die than ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to hear it, Vegeta. I feel the same way. <laughs> About time we agree on something. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, um... I, th- I think that's a, that's a good point. That like, you know, regardless of the ending, Vegeta did beat Frieza in, in a way, so... It's just kind of a gag. I say, so, okay, uh, you know, thank you for calming me down <laughs> in that way. <laughs> Um. Okay. Yeah. I I think that's about all I have to say about it. Overall, you know, any final thoughts for Resurrection F? Oh
0: no, it's, it's a good film to end on.
3: Okay. Yeah. I I definitely don't think I'm as high on as you. I would probably rate it four point four and a half out of seven Dragon Balls. Cause I I do I do think it's, I do like it, but it's not as 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 flawless as Battle Gods was to me. So.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I don't dislike it, and I'll uh, I'll concede some of your points, and I'll lower my grade because uh, you don't have to. You have to. Uh, and I do, but some some of your points were very valid. So I'll I'll say it's a six. It's still probably up there easily with with Battle of Gods, if not more enjoyable for me. But just based on the massive fight scenes with everybody and and the writing with all the characters that I really enjoyed.
3: I know right now for uh, uh, December, Team Four Star is ranking all the movies and specials. And they have... Oh, uh, there's movies. And they, they actually ranked this in terms of like, the, the tw- top 24 Dragon Ball movies or specials or whatever. They, were, they ranked this in, in number 7, which is pretty high. Um, so, you know, different people, people definitely like it. Um, yeah. Um, t- 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 so... Uh, let's see. Do we want to do emails first or... I, kind of just talk. I guess we can do emails first. That's, that's the next order of business.
1: Okay.
3: We have. Thank you very much, everyone who emailed in for this last episode. We have nine emails. And our first. We're all new, new people emailing, which is great. Our first email shall be uh, one from Mr. Atticus Cronenberg.
0: <clears throat> he starts off Dear Next Dimension Guys, holy heck has it been an experience for me! I only discovered you guys back in mid-October. Maybe you've seen some of my activity in in the Facebook group. I've been trying to keep on the down low until I introduce myself here. (laughs) That's sneaky. (laughs) And I'm still not entirely sure how I managed to successfully marathon through every episode to the end. My heart shattered a bit when I found out you were coming to a close, but at least we have our breakdowns of super to look forward to, yeah? There's one thing I want to get out there before this iteration of the podcast comes to a close. The reason why there was so much emphasis on the fusion dance with Gotenks and then Goku and Vegeta would fuse with, with the Patara earrings instead. Originally, they were supposed to fuse with the dance like their sons, but then the movie, Fusion Reborn, was released and sort of ruined the opportunity with its dubious continuity. Since the movie has Gogeta fused for the first time, the main anime and manga series could no longer also have them fused for the first time. That's why Patara fusion feels like such an ass pool. It basically was. Toriyama needed to come up with a new technique to fuse the two last minute, and that's what he came up with. Anyway, it's been a great ride listening to you guys, and you have no idea how happy I am that I managed to catch up just before the end. There were so many times I wish I could have emailed you when I was still over a year behind. Remember the Xenoverse Future Warrior speculation? (laughs) But hey, that's just how it is. With that, here's to the end of The Next Dimension, a Dragon Ball Z podcast, and to the future of the DBZ franchise, and whatever Dragon Ball Super brings to us. Hopefully I can become a regular emailer when we meet again in The Next Dimension. Until then, Atticus Cronenberg.
3: Thank you very much, Atticus. That was a very nice email. And uh, I'm, I'm tickled. I can't turn pink. But I am tickled delightedly that people have found our show uh, recently. I have to thank uh, uh, the Facebook group and uh, especially uh, Big D from uh, Geekdom One On One for that. So it's very awesome.
0: All right, um, I'm just see. imagining mid-October, so that's that's about two months to marathon the entire show.
3: Yeah, and, I mean, I, I suppose we could, but our shows go kind of long. Our shows are not average length. Uh,
0: that's a lot of podcasts listening to. That's a lot of my voice. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> oh man! I, I, honestly, one thing I'm looking forward to is actually going back and listening to our show from the start once we're done. That's going to be crazy because, like, like that's four years of past to catch up with. It's like a time cap. We started uh, uh, December 17th, 2011, and now, and as of this recording, it's, it's December 19th. So we are four years older and wiser and more bitter. Clearly, <laughs> um, I'll read the next one. Um. Let's go with our new uh, another new emailer, Stephen Kellogg. Stephen writes, Hi Don and Jesse. I've been a listener to the podcast for about a year and a half now, and eagerly await a new episode every month. First, I just want to say a great job on the podcast, you guys. You really put together something special. Thank you. Like Don, I grew up watching DBZ, but stopped right around the time Vegeta sacrificed himself to kill Boo. This podcast actually helped me get through the rest of the series. And Jesse gave me a new appreciation for Bobbidi. Yes! <laughs> who I always thought was an annoying little bastard. And to be fair, I still do. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's why we love him. <laughs> My only DBC question for you guys is, when do you think the show could have should have stopped raising power levels by huge leaps and bounds? I feel like after Frieza, things should have leveled off, leveled off a bit. With future Trunks having somewhat of a difficult time killing Frieza and King Cold the reason I ask is because the show was in, unable to show the huge leaps and bounds of power during fights as it still showed super speed the same way as well as the usual punches through the mountain sides I think that's actually a very good question Um that's the thing with Dragon Ball Z is that like it, it's all about everyone getting more and more strong but it's really hard to show that when we've seen you know mountains blow up and planets blow up and stuff like that so how do you how, how could they portray something and really get it to the audience that, that, that you know that the reason why everyone is going like you know oh <gasps> All the time, it's because it is so, it's, you know, inconceivably strong. I mean, that's that's sort of like 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 the uh, that's sort of like the Achilles heel of Dragon Ball. See, so, yeah, I would I would I would say. What about you?
0: I agree. I mean, when you get to stuff like at the end of the Frieza Saga, the planet's blowing up and Frieza's ready to destroy the planet. Like, right? Where, where do you go from there? Like, it's like you you can only say this character's so much stronger than that, so much before you, you need to see it. If you can't properly illustrate it, then you are kind of at a loss for really, really getting a representation of how strong that character is. It's it's more hearsay than than actually being able to, being having a good representation of it. I think they could have to- maybe toned it down earlier in the series so that I guess kind of paced paced the the destruction and the the physicality of the fights better in the long run, but. I did, at the same time, I don't think they had an idea that it would run as long as it did, and that the power levels would get as ridiculous as they did.
3: I think that like uh, some of it might, might be goes towards Toriyama's manga, which you know can only illustrate so much, but also um, I don't know. I, th- I think it's a combination of like you know that's the way the show kind of settled in, because I, I think in Dragon Ball they they kind of did that very well, but in Dragon Ball Z yeah, after a while it's just hard to like see. If you watch, if you're I think if you're going. Speaking of somebody who, who went to the show Fresh uh, Jesse, watching this show and everyone – in every single fight, everyone's always uh, amazed by how strong someone is. Did that ever – I mean did that ever get old for you? Like were you ever like, you know, well, did you look the same as the last person?
0: They did. Um, I, I will say that the character's reactions typically sold it for me. It's like I, I understand, yeah, you know, this character is shown to be – is supposed to be stronger than this character, which we just heard last arc. Uh, but at the same time, I just kinda went with it.
3: <laughs> yeah, you, you kinda gotta ignore that.
0: You kinda, you have to take what they're saying at face value.
3: Mhm. Um, uh, Steven continues. On a side note, are you, either of you guys reading the new volume of Amazing Spider-Man? I can't send it, to be honest. <laughs> uh, what's the most, what's
0: the uh, most, no, current, current book?
3: Volume 4, slot still on it, and it's been illustrated by, um, uh, uh, Giuseppe Coley.
0: Is that the one that has the Prowler in it? The Prowler's back? Yes. Uh, I've read one issue of it so far, Um. I I like that uh, they brought Prowler back. Uh, He's a character I've always kind of dug, and sure. uh, I also like the idea that Peter's, you know, has his own company, which isn't new, isn't a new idea. But uh, Slot's really hit or miss with me. He he can he can do good stories, um, but sometimes he, I think he kind of gets too grandiose for his own good.
3: I I don't think it's bad. I don't I don't actually read it too much. I I read the first few issues and like you know, I actually kind of find find it uninteresting in a way. And I think that slot, I know I know that he loves the character so 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 much, you guys. But like, he kind of should move on because uh, the, all this focus on Peter's scientific acumen is, is was cool at the beginning, but that's not really kind of what I go to Spider Man for. Well, it's it's and cool the, because
0: it was untouched upon for a while. Well, now now it it sure. isn't. It's it's been touched on for a long yeah, time. So
3: yeah, you, you can't. That's that's one thing you can't say that it's not t- untouched anymore. But uh, I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm just kind of waiting for Miles' book to come out. Yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah, and. We'll see what happens after that. Um, thank you for all the hours of listening, Steve. Thank you very much, thank Steve. Thank you for all the
0: hours of listening to us. Or, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. yes. Um. Our next email is from another new emailer, I believe. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm not. Uh, Mr. Toby Ford.
0: <clears throat> Dear Donovan and Jesse, by the time you read this email, I'll be on my way to Planet Namek to wish for an extension of the show. Actually, it's probably <laughs> is time for us to all wrap this up. We spent years on this journey gathering the Dragon Balls, battling Frieza, Cell, and Boo. It's time for us to go home and relax. We all have our busy lives and activities. Jesse has a new wife that he needs to spend time with. And Donovan, you've got, well... To edit this last episode, like I was like, all right, we're done. Don, go go edit this. I'm gonna go lounge with my wife.
3: A life of celibacy for me. <laughs>
0: I know that if I never, if I never ever need my Dragon Ball fix, I can I can just, oh, I can just start playing Extreme Budokai on my 3DS. Wait, no, no. Butoden? Uh, Have you heard of that game?
3: Butoden, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I know if I ever need my Dragon Ball fix, I can just start playing Extreme Butoden on my 3DS. And pretty easy for new players to join in. Plus I can always re-listen to earlier episodes. Thank you for giving us this awesome commentary on a great anime series and manga. Not to mention total fun time for all. Thanks so much and I can't see it. Thanks so much uh, and I can't wait to see what you guys make next. Now for my thoughts on Resurrection F. One, my favorite scene was when Vegeta finally able to battle Frieza. I mean, he's only been wanting to do this since forever. Yeah, I think that was one of our our favorite scenes. I mean, that's a long time. Oh, yeah,
3: totally. Absolutely.
0: Frieza didn't blow up the planet because he couldn't win a fight. Are you kidding me? This is the point in the movie where I had to turn, compose myself, because I was so mad I couldn't believe that happened. All this hype, all this months waiting up to the release, watching clips trying not to get too much of the story spoiled. And what happens? He just has a tantrum, blows up the planet. I got so mad. Yeah, but that's in his character.
3: Yeah, I, I actually, when I was watching it for the first time, I actually liked that he did that, because that, that he, all he does is blow up planets. And like, I like the fact that he did that rather pissily. You know, the the time travel thing wasn't crazy, but like, I, thought, I was like, ooh, that's kind of a cool twist.
0: Goku saves the world again. Poor Vegeta. Yep. Roshi fights and looks awesome Still never explains how he bulks up But hey it's DBZ No one ever explained why dinosaurs roam the wild And cats wear business suits
3: (laughs) Yeah I mean that's from Dragon Ball Where he kind of just just gets swole So uh And he did did that in the Broly movie too So you know
0: 7 out of 7 Dragon Balls, gentlemen 7 out of 7 Merry Christmas and Sayonara P.S. Donovan's right Cowboy Bebop rocks Jesse you need to totally watch episode 5 Entitled Ballad of the Fallen Angels It blew my mind
3: Oh yes I second that.
0: When angels are forced out of heaven, they become devils.
2: You agree, do you, Spike?
3: I'm just watching a bad dream I never wake up
1: from.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I think uh, his ideas are, are, are very similar to ours on the film.
3: Oh, yeah, except, except for, like, uh, Blowing the Planet, yeah, totally. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he, he's definitely, in terms of grading, he's definitely similar to yours. <laughs> uh, and he wrote back, just briefly saying... Uh, his list of favorite animes uh, Number 5, Dragon Ball Number 4, Mobile Suit Gundam Number 3, Cowboy Bebop Number 2, Ronnie Kenshin, And number 1, DBZ Thank you very much, Toby Our next email that I shall read is From Mr. James B James writes I was wondering, if Toriyama ever sold the property Which I doubt he will, for the record What writer or artist or company do you think would be a good pick to continue Dragon Ball? Personally, I think Jeff Johns and Jim Lee could do an awesome job with it. <laughs> Johns writes great stories from personal to multiversal scopes, and Jim Lee is an excellent artist and visualizes speed very well. I know no one would write Dragon Ball just like Toriyama, but I think they'd create something amazing with it if given the chance and motivation, and it's a, it would be a great step towards uh, legitimizing manga among many comic fans.
0: Well, that point, would, would it beat manga?
3: I would absolutely read that, just to, just to see what the hell they would come up with. I've, uh, heard yeah. of,
0: uh, I've heard of I've heard of like American or Western properties being adapted into mangas. Uh, I know they had like the uh, mm-hmm. Japanese Batman. Yeah, Batman: then, and, uh,
3: uh, Child of Dreams or something like that.
0: Yeah. Then there was and a lot of some Marvel anime and manga stuff. But has the inverse ever ever been done? Has manga ever been Westernized? Other than like in you know film adaptations.
3: Um, at the moment, the one thing I can think of is that. Macross, uh, was dubbed in America as Robotech, and there was a comic book adaptation of Robotech, which I actually do the entire series, by the now-defunct company Kamiko, or Comico. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, a Western comic book based on a Japanese anime, in, in, uh, sort of, sort of, but it was based on the dub. That's the only thing I could think of, um, and there's also, like, you know, extended adventures of that, so that's, that's one instance, but i can't
0: think of anything else so uh yes <laughs> mm. cuz i'd i'd be interested to see uh, how how that would work out like how yeah how, how it would just kind of translate because obviously you know like we, we talk a lot about like film adaptations and particularly with evolution you had an american film being made from a japanese property but mm-hmm. when it's translating from one medium to that is similar to the other one it has a similar limitations you don't have a budget with a comic essentially uh, that'd be interesting. Um, I I don't really know who I'd like to see, uh, take it, take it over. Um, the people who've handled uh, the two newer films have done a good job. I mean, granted, they had Toriyama's assistance and writing, but for a large extent, I don't I don't think he was he he obviously wasn't the only creative force in the the films.
3: Well, yeah, I said uh, the current Dragon Ball Super uh, the artist Tortaro does it. I think he does a really good job. His art style. Is really dynamic and actually kind of comic booky in the way that Dragon Ball, the Dragon Ball manga, wasn't. Like, it feels more of a superhero comic book, but it, it's kind of telling the stories. But it also kind of looks like Toriyama's artwork enough. So I think he's yeah, he he's doing a great job in terms of like 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 American comic book artists and writers. Um, I mean the one thing I, one person I can think about is Adam Warren, who does Empowered, and he was really into Dirty Pair back in the nineties. I don't know if you know who he is, but like. uh, He's a like, yeah, I know he's he's a a big anime fan who also works in American comics. But aside from that, I'm not sure. Um, it, I, I would love to see it though. just just to see it. I don't know how it'd be, if it would be good, but I would be very interested in seeing it.
0: Uh, I've been watching Young Justice lately, and that animation Sweet. style is very reminiscent of. Uh, it's very it seems very influenced by uh, anime, but not not like a, not in the rip off sense. It just seems to kind of take certain tenets from it, as as did Spectacular uh, Spider-Man.
3: Oh yeah, 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 totally.
0: So I think um, I think it could be animated well, but as far yeah, I think the, the bigger instance for me would be the writing, how to how to translate it and still get the all the ideas and all the the nuances that make it Dragon Ball.
3: Yeah, I think Toriyama, or I think that Dragon Ball is such a Toriyama thing that like I don't know how well it would translate. You know, Dragon Ball Evolution, obviously, but like. <sighs> It would be weird to see an American try to imitate a very eccentric uh, Japanese comic creator, or manga creator, so. It's probably not a good idea, but I would would just be very interested (laughs) in seeing how it would turn out. James continues, On a side note, thank you for the time you've done and put into entertaining us, bringing fans together, and expressing your love for Dragon Ball. I do hope you decide to cover other series, but I appreciate what you have done either way. Thank you very much, James.
0: Yes, kind words. Thank you, sir.
3: A lot of love here today. Hooray!
0: Yeah, so far no one's it. Thank God it's over.
3: <laughs> Watch Sasuke pull that. <laughs> no! And our next email, this email was actually sent 30 minutes before we started recording, so good timing. Our wow. next email is from a guy called, Silly, got to know that last time, a sir named Mr. Nick Doan.
0: Hi, it's Nick from Boston. I found the Next Dimension about a month ago and am deep in the Boo Saga. It's really a great pastime to hear great talk about one of my favorite series from you guys. Congrats on 50 episodes. Just want to let you know, even now, people are just discovering the next dimension. P.S. I actually found this podcast when I was searching to make sure no one's doing the idea I had for a podcast. February 7th, 2016 is the 20th anniversary of Dragon Ball GT. So I'm starting a podcast called The Last Dragon Ball that covers all the episodes and movie of Dragon Ball GT. I know how this super, I know how, I know now that super exists. It's decidedly not canon, but I just love anything Dragon Ball. You guys are the best, Nick, the last dot com.
3: You hear that, Rich? <laughs> the Dragon Ball GT podcast is coming sooner or later. <laughs> Thank God it is.
0: It's, I, 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 like the idea that somebody's showing it some love, that somebody is at least. Sure, absolutely. I'm least, not, I'm not
3: trying to be mean to say
0: that. No, no, no. Yeah. That somebody's, is. Covering it and and, and kind of giving it a treatment of for for good or ill, you know, like just kind of kind of dissecting it and seeing what it's about. Especially now in light of of super coming out and kind of su- uh, superseding it or m- putting it effectively non canon. I, I wonder if it is considered non canon. If people can view it. Less harshly,
3: and I would absolutely listen to a Dragon Ball G- GT podcast. I really, really would just kind of hear people's perception of it. I would, totally would. So, yeah, go for it, man. Thank you, for thank you, thanks a lot for emailing in. Um, our next email is from a guy that Jesse and I sure don't know. No, sir, not at all. We don't know who he is. So, this new guy writing it is some stranger named Tyler Crone. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. Weird name, right? I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Tyler Crone writes, Hey, Jesse and Don. I have been a longtime friend of the show, knowing both of you would be such an awesome team since before the first episode launched. While I shared the page and trailers when they first premiered, I unfortunately was not ready to accept the joy of Goku, I mean, Dragon Ball, into my heart. I had read a little of the original Dragon Ball when I was younger, and it seemed some episodes of Z here and there, but most of my knowledge came from the PS2, Budokai, and Tenkaichi video games. However, a few months ago, I found the this volumes of both Dragon Ball and Z and decided to dive headlong, or shin headlong, if you will. I then started with your show to be a companion to my uh, reading. Unfortunately, I have not caught up completely yet. I'm still on this year's April Fool episode. But I wanted to write in to say goodbye to one of my favorite podcasts ever. Aww. <laughs> Tyler. You guys have provided days of listening and entertainment for me, and I can't wait to hear the finale. I still wish I had been a call in show so I could have voiced my opinions instead of typing them to you so you could hear how heartfelt they are. You guys are some of the best podcasters in the business, and I, would tr- I will truly miss you. This is going to make me cry.
0: <laughs> so emotional right now.
3: You have inspired me to check out more anime and even Magical Girl anime. Go watch Madoka Magica and Yuki Yuna is a Hero. They are both amazing. Uh, thank you for that. I also want to start up my long defunct Invincible podcast. That will probably come after the holidays, though. New Year's resolution time. Sorry, this is a little long, and nah, it wasn't. But I want to properly say farewell to the only podcast I actually listen to regularly anymore. Good luck in all your future endeavors, and find more shows to be on. See you guys on Facebook, Tyler Chrome. That was so nice. <laughs> Thanks, man. We, we, okay, okay, we do know Tyler. I lied just a little bit. Uh, I, I knew that he was. I knew that he was aware of our show. But you know, he never uh, sent any feedback, so I was very – I had no idea if he listened or not. So that's awesome.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, that's awesome that he, he started listening. And he said he's only at this year's April Fool's. That's pretty good.
3: <laughs> yeah, he uh, – uh, I mean he's got a song I think like six months worth of back content left because he's, he's not listening to episode 43, the end of the series, Battle of the Gods, the movies, I think. that actually right before a movie uh, talk. But he, he's listening to solo now, so, so. – <laughs> Our next email is from the mistress of mayhem herself, Saskia Van Emden. Hey, hooray! Saskia's back. Oh yes.
0: Dear Don and Jesse, I can't believe we're finally at the end of the next dimension. After much fanboy and ranting, you, fanboy-ing and ranting, you guys are finally hanging up your turtle shells and calling it a day. <laughs> While it's a sad day, the Facebook community you guys started has been awesome, and it's been great to connect with you guys online and to talk about things outside of DBZ. Yes, there's a world outside Ginger Town. (laughs) Also, shout out to my fellow Brits and Arsenal fan, Alex. Now, onto my thoughts. I know that we're being given a lot more DBZ content in the forms of Resurrection F and Dragon Ball Super, but I'm not completely wild about DBS. The animation is fantastic, but I'm not sure whether it's quite capturing the heyday of DBZ or Dragon Ball. For me, I don't know if the show will ever recapture the magic it had, but that could be the nostalgia talking. I am super pressed about Gohan being weak again, but I guess Toriyama doesn't see Gohan as a potential fighter. If that's the case, it's a shame, because I'd love to see Mystic Gohan make a reappearance, if only for a little bit.
3: You and me both. (laughs)
0: That said, this isn't a GT horror show, and I'm definitely still and I'll definitely still be tuning in. I have got a couple of questions for you guys. Firstly, the first question I asked in my first ever email, you guys didn't answer it, couldn't answer it. Who is the most overrated character in the fan? Now
3: we can answer it. <laughs> hmm, who do you think?
0: Uh, Goku.
3: Yeah, I think Goku too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, I like Goku. I, I really like Goku. He's, he's in my, he, he is in my top three. But I personally feel that, like, the memories of Dragon Ball Z, in my from what I've observed, and this is pretentious for me to say, I don't, want, I don't I'm speaking for people I don't know, so I do apologize, but from what I think, people seem to think that, like, the show was about Goku himself more than it actually was. And as a result, I feel that, like, both Toy Animation and the production company and the fandom put him over in a way which Toriyama himself didn't exactly, and that kind of annoys me. And this this, this shows up a lot in the later movies, like, you know, falling down from heaven to help Goten and and, Go, Goten and Gohan fight Broly, and Movie 13 and stuff, so... Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with Goku. Goku's a great, terrific character, but he's also probably the most overrated. Anything you want to add to
0: that? I'll say... Goku and then followed by Frieza just because I hear Frieza put up as the benchmark for like power levels Mm -hmm. for some reason even though Cell the androids and Boo Boo came afterward
3: yeah I I, I think because I I I think that like there was so much build up to him I can see why he left a mark and he is the most like famous villain he's not my favorite I think in this movie because he this movie kind of exposed him to be somebody that like you know he thinks he's he's so snobby he's so, you know, of himself, he's so, like, you know, self, you know, obsessed, but the moment he gets, like, you know, hoisted by his own petard, he starts kind of crying about it, I don't know how endearing that leaves the character, I will say this, um, Chris Ayers, the guy who voices him from Kai, he is a, he is a terrific actor, I think that he really, uh, performs Frieza very well, he sounds a lot like, um, I'm blanking on the voice actor's name. Ryuji, uh, I forget. I'm blanking on the, the, the original Japanese voice actor's name, but he actually sounds a lot like him, and he does very well. But the character himself, I don't dislike him, but I think that like he can be when he's seen get beat up. The, you, you, you take more salacious Glee out of that than you would other villains. And I think that's that's because of his annoying personality. <laughs>
0: I agree. I'd I prefer Cell over him.
3: I do. I do too personally. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I had to unmute. <laughs> Uh, Secondly, what would you add or remove from DB Super? Uh, I haven't watched any of it yet, so I can't speak on that. Can you, Don?
3: No, I've not seen anything other besides like the intro. Uh, But from what I from what I've gleaned upon, I would remove all the stuff where like let's let's make Gohan you know uh, this this summer's new Yamcha like. You know, I, I really don't like what I've been what I've been seeing and hearing, so I'll just remove all that. And honestly, like you know, I, I think I'll talk about this a little bit later on. But like, the more the the more the fact that like Dragon Ball Super starts off just doing Battle Gods in Resurrection F again, kind of annoys I'll, me. I was going
0: to say that. Like, um, I have I haven't experienced it, so I, I can't say. Maybe maybe when I see it, I'll actually like it. But um the idea that yeah, you're you're basically repeating what what we've already seen. Now, now granted it's not guaranteed that people who watch the show have seen the movie um, but I don't, I don't know why they couldn't just like do flashbacks to the movie like in the opening.
3: It got, it just feels like a ripoff <laughs> like like we just saw these like what what is what inherent interest is there to like you know do it again and have the voice actors do it all again like, and like, I know it's, it's more expanded upon but that is not the direction I, think, I think a lot of people would take in, in the new series.
0: And, I mean, granted, it, it gets past that eventually, but it's it's still uh, a big hurdle to get over. Right, right. Uh, she continues on. Finally, I'd like to thank you guys again for the, this beast of a podcast. It's been oh. so great to have a platform to talk about Dragon Ball with other fans, and also a great, st- a great space to vent about all the terrible decisions Goku has made. Thanks for everything, guys. It's been a blast. Over and out, Saskia.
3: Thank you very much, Saskia. Uh, I really enjoyed reading her emails throughout the, uh, throughout the past year, I think. <laughs> uh, she's, she's been a, a fireball of energy and I really enjoyed hearing her perspective. So we have two emails left. Two, 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 two. Uh, and they are from returning emailers. So I shall send you the first of the two. If I can copy it in time, uh, and we shall end the the final email segment with uh, regulars of the show. We shall say so.
0: I, I love for this last episode that we got a mix of new people and our our classic commentators.
3: Yeah, our <laughs> rogues out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> our cast of characters, absolutely. No, yeah, I love that too. I, I'm really pleased with that. So, uh, our next-to-last email of the next mission Dragon Ball Z podcast... Did you send me that one? Now I did, yes. ...is Mr. Alex Evangeli the Roaring Brit himself.
0: Dear Don and Jesse, Well, we're here at last, the end of Dragon Ball Z. And as we get to the end, I think about... I think the thing I'm saddest about is that I took so long to find and become a fan of this show. Right now, if Shinron was here, I wish I could have been listening from day one. Or be filthy rich, either or. To be fair, then you'd have to wait on every episode to come out.
3: Yeah, I, I'm i actually proud of myself for like, I, I don't think there's been a month where there's not been an episode since we started. But there is, a, there is that wait. You know, there's like, Ur, I can't wait to hear what they, what they say about this and what they think about that and if they like this or hate that. So,
0: yeah, not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but that's not always the easiest thing to do getting these out on time.
3: I will say this, and I'm not going to get deeper into it, but I've been obviously, I've been podcasting for about five years now. I've been a part of a lot of shows. I personally have uh, a bug up my butt. If I'm on a show and this thing never comes out, <laughs> and I've been a part of that a lot. And I kind of made it my own personal rule. Not so. It's not even so much like you know I have to do it no matter what, but like I just I just wanted the episodes to come out. I, I you know I think that the longest I ever sat on an episode was for episode forty three. That's because I was editing it for like five days. They kind of wanted it, but I always kind of work on it very soon afterwards. And I think that like I, I'm I am proud of myself that. I don't think ever. We, we did get some comments on the Facebook page by some people that, like, you know, where's the next episode coming out? But that wasn't due to us being late. That was due to you know their excitement. So <laughs> Which
0: I can never complain about. Yeah. No, no. Your, your editing skills, I have nothing but respect for because there were plenty of episodes where that came out the day of recording or, or within twelve hours of recording. Uh, any, I, I will, I will freely admit, ninety percent of the hiccups we had recording was with me. If that's not via, no, I if that's know, not via, just you know, schedules not working out, things coming up, uh, equipment malfunctioning, <laughs> but uh, we I th- we made it work, you know, somehow.
3: No, <laughs> I think that like, I think, uh, I think there are two instances where it was tough. You know, one was like you know the one where we had to re-record, which you know we ended up doing that, and then one where like uh, I think Skype updated it and like like my recorder wasn't recording.
0: Oh, okay, uh, but. You
3: know, but, you know, we, we've always made it through. And every episode that we've recorded has come out. There's no secret lost episodes or anything like that. So. Yeah,
0: and to be fair, I mean, four years of recording, like, that's pretty good. We, we had a pretty good record of not having too many mess-ups.
3: Oh, yeah, exactly. There's there's no, like, uh, we were not censored by the man. <laughs> Toy, under, Toy Emission's not found yet, <laughs> as far as I'm aware.
0: Anyway, on episode 49, it was a fun detour. And while I will be checking out some of the recommendations Don and Stella made particularly Kill a Kill, of which I saw one side-splitting episode. Oh, and you guys have my vote for a Yu Yu Show podcast.
3: I, yeah, we shall see. I mean, maybe so, maybe no, but <laughs> I'd love to do it.
0: Let's see if Don can rope me into that one. <laughs> Moving on to Resurrection F, you guys said we could write about it ahead of time, so with that said, controversial opinion. I liked it more than Battle of Gods. <gasps> Hey, I think I did too, so, you know.
3: Okay. <laughs> I don't think you said, so you, you like this more than Battle of Gods. Uh, yeah,
0: I do think I enjoyed it, yeah, more more than Battle of the Gods.
3: Was that because the, it was like more decidedly action-based? Yeah,
0: or? Um, I think because more the of the side characters got a better showing. Oh, absolutely. True. Uh, yeah, totally I, think, totally. I think Battle of the Gods is probably a, a better made movie as far as, like, plotting and everything, but I, I do enjoy this one more. Okay. For one thing, the fighting and animation are pretty solid, just like the last movie. And the English voice acting superb, particularly where Ayers is concerned. For another thing, the film centered around Frieza, literally my favorite villain in anything, actually. As much as I might like Joker, Norman Osborn, the Master, or Lord Vader, Frieza will always be my biggest bad. He's, on the one hand, a mustache-twirling villain, but he twirls that thing with a hell of a lot of style and is unapologetic about being sadistically bad to the bone. With the power to back it up. On the other hand, that's maybe not too realistic and simplistic, but to me, it's kind of him being the quintessential pure villain, pure supervillain—the guy who you love to hate and feel utterly satisfied in seeing get their comeuppance. I
3: would say, I would say that like, Frieza is, is like like the most evil personality on the show. Um, Grant Boo himself personalities, but they are because they were constructed and created. Frieza, like, just you know, was evil from birth, so that, I can see that as an appeal.
0: Boo has some redemptive qualities, and, yeah, like you said, Cell is essentially an android, so, yeah, Frieza's just a big dick. (laughs) Oh, yes. But to me, the biggest reason I love this film is the fact I got to see a genuine article English-spoken DBZ movie on the big screen in a packed theater full of fellow fans laughing and clapping along with me. It was an experience I'd dreamed about since I was but a wee lad. (laughs) It sounds so dumb, but I never really appreciated that over here in England, there were honestly that many people who still remembered and loved this crazy-ass show like I did. Growing up, the number of people I met or knew who were like that amounted to less than 10 or so loving DBZ. Loving DBZ was always something I kind of just did myself until I got involved with online discussions, mainly with people in the U.S. Sentimental as it was, it was a really nice, really special experience for me.
3: Oh. No, I, 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 having seen Battle of Gods in theater, I can totally, absolutely understand that.
0: Oh yeah, Battle, Battle of Gods, that, that was probably a, a, a turning point for me in my fandom. It was like, wow, you know, everybody's here. Everybody's here. <laughs> as for specifics of the film itself, it wasn't as funny as Battle of Gods, but it had more than enough side-splitting moments. My top picks for the comedy being Frieza's personal hell, Piccolo the babysitter, The Pilaf Gang's wish, and of course, Yamcha's complete absence. forget about Yamcha yeah Yamcha same level as Chiaotzu oh yes to address some of the criticisms I suspect the film is gonna get I recognize that the time travel thing is kind of cheap as is Freeza leapfrogging to a level well beyond Boo just by training however I think that for the former it's not as traitorous as some might think Goku was able to go from being weaker than Vegeta to being second only to Frieza by training for less than a week in the Namek Saga. Whilst sure, yeah. the jump wasn't as big, the same should hold true for Frieza himself. If Frieza was as powerful as he was with literally no training at all, and he trained intensely every day for months, then by the same logic, he would probably be able to surpass everyone else. The training I, I, can't, I can't argue with that,
3: yeah. I'm sorry, I was going to say, I can't argue with that logic. It just kind of stuns you at first. Yeah,
0: it's still jarring, no matter how how much you're told it makes sense. (laughs) The training and time travel aspect also, to me, were very personally satisfying, as they allowed Frieza to be elevated to the most powerful of all villains in DBZ. Probably not super, though, which kind of once more made him as impressive as he was back on Namek, before the session of upscaled villains made him somewhat of a joke. I made him a bit of a joke. It also meant he finally did get a chance to destroy Earth and most of the characters, after all, and shares that infamous distinction with Boo. Finally, the time travel aspect allowed for something that seemed to happen in the Namek Saga that wouldn't have happened sans trunks to own time travel antics. Finally, Goku, the main character with a lot of beef with Frieza, who pushed Frieza to the brink and got pushed beyond his own limits by Frieza, gets to actually kill the guy. That is true, um, but at the same time, Goku proved time and time again that he didn't want to kill Frieza.
3: Yeah, I I, I can see you know him pulling the trigger can be a boon for a lot of people, but also I, I I personally didn't need to see that, but it's 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 all good. That that was not like like the fact that he kills Frieza generally like like it doesn't uh pull me in one one direction or the other, but I can see how it would for some other people.
0: You know, um, I really thought that they would have teamed up to fight him at the same time, especially because it was kind of foreshadowed earlier in the film.
3: But they never learned, do they? Nope. <laughs>
0: Still just as stubborn. I think Vegeta in universe deserves to kill Frieza just as much as Goku, maybe even more. And I did love his beat down of Frieza, but in a meta sense, if Goku is the main character of the overall franchise and Frieza is the most iconic villain, I kind of wanted him to be the one to end it. And he even did it as a kind of super saiyan, so it again sort of finished things off where they were hinted at going back to the series proper before things went It's one of the few times I was okay with Goku stealing the spotlight from characters who deserved it at least as much. This wasn't a Wrath of the Dragon sort of situation because the narrative did involve him heavily, and he and Frieza have a lot of personal business. Mm-hmm. I I still
1: don't
0: like it as much just because yeah I I I, I firmly believe Vegeta has more is more deserving of killing frieza than than Goku would be
3: yeah Goku already avenged Krillin, so like Vegeta has a lot more of a personal beef you know what with, with, with killing his father and his family and his killing like, your, yeah, time time and
0: then and then humiliate him as much as he has
3: right you know working for him all those years so yeah that's that's that's, that's I think that's where uh, some of like you know Vegeta should be the one to kill him may come from as well,
0: speaking of the new super saiyan blue form which i refuse to call super saiyan god super saiyan <laughs> initially it seemed dumb but now it's me. super saiyan god and the regular super saiyan forms had colors associated with fire what with the red and the gold and the blue fits in with that sort of more intense and focused heat i admit though when i first saw super saiyan blue i presumed that it was exclusive to vegeta the, I- the, I- the idea being each super saiyan god form is different for each character i.e. red Goku is red Vegeta is blue hmm. I liked blue haired Goku but it would have preferred the I did something unique uh, I, I agree that would have been cool to, for each character to have their own their own uh, like different aura
3: like Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> I <do like> <laughs> No, I I agree I, I, I never had that pers- uh, way of viewing it but like uh, I, I think it's cool I think I don't know I mean whatever my feelings are on the actual form I like blue, mostly because I like blue as a color. They look kind of cool. I've seen, I've seen like Resurrection Earth shirts, you know, people wearing them around and I, and I don't know, like, the image of them as blue haired fighters is quite striking in Dragon Ball Z. Uh,
0: I like b- both blue and the, uh, the reddish purple from the last film. Um, yeah, I think it would have been an interesting choice to have them just go Super Saiyan God form again, but, but them all, but use it to, g- use it with Vegeta instead. That would have, uh been interesting to play out the film from that perspective.
3: You notice that, like, Go-On the only one that actually turns into a traditional Super Saiyan in this. Like, I you did notice that yeah. Do that, yeah. That was interesting.
0: And that was very briefly.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, just just take down Sashimi.
0: I haven't much else to say about the film beyond that I loved everything Krillin did and the inclusion of the other Z fighters. In particular, the fact that they were the older ones circa the Saiyan Namek Saga. Their inclusions were really appreciated compared to the way they were superfluous in Battle of Gods. Although I question why Majin Buu wasn't there to help out. I also question why the dude with the devil horns gave Piccolo trouble because no way is that punk stronger than Imperfect Cell. I guess Piccolo had been slacking with his training or something. He's too busy babysitting.
3: Yeah, why is Piccolo training? What a loser. No one should ever like that.
0: He's paying no attention at all to Pan, rocking her with his foot. (laughs)
3: <laughs> he's like oh wait for going to show, show up again
0: anyway I think that's just about it for the movie nothing left to say except thank you for all the time you've put into making the best Dragon Ball Z podcast out there I'd go into a big Oscar speech but about, about how awesome the show is, but at this point I think we all take it as read and besides with super <clears throat> calm there's nothing really it's not really the end anyway so just for now I shall quote the mighty Shenron and say farewell Alex Evangeli.
3: Thank you very much Alex It was, it was great to hear from you one last time uh, And thanks, thanks again For, for all, all the love everybody <laughs> Now Jesse uh, we've, ta- we've heard from a lot of people We've heard from a lot of new voices And a lot of old voices But this is our last episode So I thought it would be appropriate to save Our oldest friend for last Do you have any idea who it might be? Maybe <laughs> our last email for the next dimension, Dragon Ball Z podcast, is the sender of our first email for the next dimension of Dragon Ball Z podcast. Yes, it is the final return of Mr. Daniel Yarbrough. Yes! <laughs> and boy, does he, does he does he go all on, all on this? We're going to be here for a while. <laughs> but I shall read every single word.
0: Oh, we didn't hear from Rich.
3: Yeah, Rich, Adam. I'm uh, kind of sorry we didn't hear from them, but uh, I gave them as many warnings as I could, so they'll regret it when they're hearing their names out right now.
0: Yep, calling you guys out.
3: Oh, yes. Okay, here, here we go. Uh, get some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Donovan and Jesse. Wow, it has been way, way, way too long since I last sat down and wrote you guys, and I'm sorry about that. I wish I had some good excuse or story, but I simply couldn't find the time to sit and write a proper Z-mail. And then one episode turned into two episodes, which turned into four, which turned into nine. And now it's going to be all over. But, you know, I had to try to get one last email in before you guys take off and leave us all behind to train that new young podcast, which will show up in the last episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The Oob podcast. (laughs) Of course, this is going to be a really long, rambling email, so I'll try to stick to the main points. I just want to say, I'll try, I want to say, and I'll try to throw some last questions to keep you awake. Let me start with saying that the last few months have been awesome. From your discussion from the best Dragon Ball Z movie that has been made yet, your love-slash-hate talk on the end of the series, to your epic five-hour wank session, to your surprisingly entertained and bored reactions to some of the most infamous anime filler, Donovan's jukebox-style appreciation of DBZ music, sharing your fun experiences with many of the DBZ games, and finally, a really good commercial for anime that is not DBZ. It has all been a joy to listen to. And really, I don't have too much to say about a lot that, that you did not say in your episodes. Of course, that won't stop me from trying. Starting with Battle of Gods and how much I love this movie. As I told you before, I did not get to see it in theaters, but I am glad that when I saw, got it on DVD, I was able to watch the extended cut first. There is not a huge difference between the two, but like Lord of the Rings extended editions, it's just fun little bits of that once you've seen the movie, somehow make seem incomplete without them. Piccolo uh, and Don, when you listed off your, these editions, you missed one of my favorite, favorite scenes, Piccolo losing at bingo. I was going to have a blinking and you miss it scene, but I, I agree that was fun. Mm. But this movie really hit me hit all the right buttons for me as a Dragon Ball fan. The characters were on point, the humor was better than ever, and the new villain was a believable and new threat. To me, it easily rises up at the top spot of all the DBZ movies. The only problems I have with it is that when Gohan and Boo get knocked away too easily and Vegeta's rise in status. Both these problems look even worse when you take Resurrection F into account. But I'll get to that later. But the thing about Vegeta's rise in power level is that it that really bugs me. And it's funny because I, when I was watching it and Roshi says he's even stronger than Goku. I just thought that it's hyperbole. I mean, how the heck is Roshi going to know who's more powerful? But then Goku repeats the idea at the end of the movie. Then the internet takes it as fact and even you guys take it take it this way. I'm just scratching my head like, wait, what? This is supposed to be legitimate proof that he's reached a new level? Don't get me wrong. The My Boma scene is awesome but Vegeta being able to hit someone in a fit of rage is not justification for him to be put above three or four characters that were miles above him in terms of power level and strength when we last saw him. I, I agree. I, I kind of not think about it too much, but I, I agree that like, uh, where was that power in the cell games when Trunks was killed? So, you know.
0: Uh, I I'll counter with saying like I don't think it's a legitimate like power up. Like he's that strong now. I think it's just a, a, a small moment of power. Like, uh, and, sure. and to and I also counter with like the fact that in the cell games by that point he he hadn't had Trunks. Or I was talking
3: when Future Trust was killed by Cell, when Cell came back, and then Vegeta got in a rage.
0: Uh, yeah, okay, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he, he,
3: wasn't, he wasn't as
0: enraged, because he didn't care about his son as much as he does his wife. I don't know.
3: <laughs> yeah, sure, why not?
0: He's a better husband than he is father.
3: Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> well, those are small problems when compared to all the great stuff the movie has to offer, as Battle of Gods is, in my opinion, the, a truly worthy comeback for the series. As for the actual end of this DBZ series, like far too many series finales, it drops the ball at the last second. I mean, I love the ending. I love ending it with the time skip and is getting to see all the main characters when they're older, the kids growing up, and the new kids entering the picture. It's great, and I love all the designs that Toriyama gives the characters for this final story. Heck, I even love Trunks's flying car. Pan is adorable in this arc, and you really get the sense that Goku has a blast being grandpa. It's kind of touching when you think about the fact that he started out with his own grandpa grandfather training him, kind of like the character has come full circle. I agree. And even Ubu is an interesting, or Ubu is an interesting character uh, for this series, being a novice fighter whose power comes out from being a reincarnated soul. And I like that his design rimbles that of Kid Buu without actually looking like him. But ugh, those last few minutes with Goku's decision just, to just run off and leave everyone. Yes, it's a complete character for him to do that, and I personally believe that he did not stay away from his family that long. But there's no excuse. You just don't end a series with your hero leaving all his friends and family behind like he doesn't care. In the, implica- in the implication that he only cares about training and having a fight... It just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And the extended ending that Toriyama put in the manga... Does nothing to address this. It's like he's having, trying to have a solution... When he did not understand the problem. But do you guys think that th- this is a cultural difference? I don't know if I've ever heard the majority of Japanese fans... Have a problem with the ending or not. Perhaps Goku's choice and priorities make more sense to them... Than it does the international audience. That said, I still enjoyed the last arc of the series... And even though I like the idea of Goku taking Uba as a student... Just have, just to, I, have, I just have to close my eyes and ignore the part where he ditches the entire cast like a jerk. A lot of Dragon Ball is good ideas, so not the greatest execution. I think that I, I I've heard no fans from Japan, not that I'm in contact with them all the time, complain about Goku's character because they got to see Goku from the very beginning from the Dragon Ball and get get used to his like you know single mindedness. And with various versions of the dub, Goku's character wasn't always similar to his original Japanese character. So when the Dubs became a lot more faithful, and he ends up doing that, it's it it ends up leaving a, a worse taste in your mouth. And yet we watch a lot of Dragon Ball Z Kai, which was pretty faithful in the first place. So there's still that. So maybe so, maybe no. I don't know. What do you, What do you think?
0: I I don't really know if it would be considered a, if it could be considered a cultural thing or not. Like I don't. Yeah, I I don't think it would. I think it still would shine through. Like. It's in character for him, like well, we both agreed. It was completely in character for him, but it doesn't mean mean we like it anymore as a decision. Yeah,
3: exactly, you
0: know. and it kind of simplifies that the character hasn't grown in that regard at all.
3: And Toriyama says that, like his personal characterization of Goku is doing things that some people wouldn't like, but you know, that doesn't mean we have to like it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, you know, I like, I don't, I don't necessarily want a character to, to do everything I, I want them to. Like, it makes it more interesting when they're flawed and when they have uh, problems and then right. make mistakes. Like, Goku, Goku very much does that.
3: Uh, let's see. And this statement leads nicely into your talk, your epic discussion of the entirety of Dragon Ball Z. Actually, there's not much for me to say other than that it was an awesome episode. Truly one of your best. Thank you very much. And thank you for all the nice things you guys said about me and any other time, really. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but your show was the first I ever wrote into. And you were so welcoming of my thoughts and opinions and tolerant of my long-winded ramblings. It encouraged me, and I can't thank you enough for that. It has really been a privilege to get to know both of you through the show, on and off the air. And because I'm a dork, here's my own answer to all the favorite lists you did in the episode. Feel free not to read these air, on air. Okay, I'm going to go through them pretty quickly. And here's uh, uh, various uh, numbers. I'll, I'll, I'll say the top five of each of his list. Favorite Attacks... Number 5, Special Beam Cannon. Number 4, Kamikaze Ghost. Number 3, Instant Transmission Kamehameha. Number 2, Destructo Disc. Number 1, Kamehameha. His least favorite attacks. Number 5, Chow Suicide Attack. Number 4, Ficulo's Gugu- <coughs> Hellzone Grenade. Number 3, Nappa's Break Cannon. What? Number 2, Freeze's Death Beam. Number 1, Go Takes His Energy Donut. Favorite deaths. Number 5, Majin Vegeta blowing himself up against Boo. Number 4, six- Android 16's head smashed in front of Gohan. Number 3, Cell getting blown away by Gohan's Kamehameha. Number 2, Goku sacrificing himself in the Cell games. Number 1, Piccolo sacrificing himself for Gohan. Favorite cliffhangers. Number 5, Boo on the lookout. Number 4, Goku Super Saiyan. Number 3, Cell first appears. Number 2, Goku gives up his fight with Cell. Number 1, Boo destroys the Earth. Top 5 uh, uh, violent moments. Uh, number 5, uh, Cell absorbing people. Number 4, Vegeta getting beat up by Boo. Number 3, Goku getting crushed by Vegeta in his eight form. Number two, Goku ge- or Vegeta getting beat by Android 18. Number one, Videl getting beaten by S- Spopovich. Favorite Villains. Number five, Vegeta. Number four, Ginyu Force. Number three, Frieza. Number two, Perfect Cell. Number one, Super Sexy Majin Buu. Our our, our top five are similar, although the top two were switched to mine. Uh, favorite Designs. Number five, Tien from the Number four, Future Trunks. Number three, Bardock. Number two, Super Saiyan 3. Gotenks. Number one, The Great Saiyan Man favorite subplots number what <laughs> number, uh, favorite subplots number five Boo uh, building his house and making friends
0: <sighs> <laughs> sadly I think that's on my list too like I have to agree that's, that's pretty good
3: oh yes number four the Z fighters on Kami's lookout training number three the mystery of the second time machine absolutely number two Gohan training with Elder Kai what number one Piccolo and Goku <laughs> learning to drive uh, oh
0: that's a
3: that's a good one Favorite fights: Number five, Goku, Gohan, Trunks, Vegeta, and Piccolo versus Broly. Number four, Future Trunks and Gohan versus Android 1718. Number three, Goku versus Vegeta and the Saiyan Saga. Number two, Ultimate Gohan versus Majin Buu. Number one, Goku versus Cell. Favorite power upslash transformations: Number five, Freeze's Final Form. Number four, The Fusion Dance. Number three, Super Saiyan. Number two, Ultimate Gohan. Number one, Super Saiyan 2. Favorite movies: Number five, the first Broly movie. Number four, Tree of Might. Number three, Fusion Reborn. Number two, Bojack Unbound. Number one, Wrath of the Dragon. Top draw rule moments. Awesome. Number five, Mr. Satan trying to fight Cell. Number four, Gohan revealing his great Saiyaman identity to Videl. I think she tricked him in that instance. Uh, number three, Chunks letting Cell beat his dad to death so he wouldn't be embarrassed by being stronger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll give you that one That
3: was I, I, I can't Krillin I want to embarrass him When he's getting his back snapped Idiot
1: <laughs>
3: Number two Vegeta letting Cell Take his perfect form Yes And number one Vegeta letting himself Get possessed by Babadi Favorite quotes Number five Piccolo He did it with ease Number four Kid Trunks Get out of you Get out of here You and your bad hair Number three Vegeta I'll get you for this You won't escape my wrath Totally Number two Goku, I don't care if you're a million times stronger than me, Frieza, this time you're going down. And number one, Gohan, fight you. No, I want to kill you. Absolutely. I don't actually remember most of those, (laughs) unfortunately. He ranks his sagas from the favorites. Uh, Number four, Frieza. Number three, Saiyan. Number two, Cell. And number one, Boo. And as the best, number four, Boo. Number three, Cell. Number two, Frieza. And number one, Saiyan. Uh, favorite characters are number five, number eighteen, number four, Chunks. He doesn't specify which one. Number three, Goku. Number two, Krillin. And number one, Gohan. And for the record, Vegeta doesn't make my top ten. <laughs> Ooh! Ooh! Yeah. I guess we had it coming since we since you did that for Goku. <laughs> Ouch. Favorite moments: number five, Krillin hugging Goku out of a plane in this in the cell saga. Number four. Future Trunks going Super Saiyan for the first time. Number three, Goku creating the Spirit Bomb to defeat Majin Buu. Number two, Goku rising up out of the water after having a bad vision of his family and friends dying as he blasts Frieza. And number one, Gohan blasting Cell with the Kami Hamiha as everyone pitches in to help him win. Anyway, you guys hit it the, finally hit the dreaded filler. I think it's funny that not tackling it in between story arcs in the way that you did has made you avoid probably the biggest problem people have with the filler, wasting their time i was surprised you both seemed so lenient on the Garlic Jr. saga. I remember it being the worst of the two, but after hearing your coverage, I think that's just the, the arc is too repetitive towards the end, with just fighting the Spice Boys and Garlic Jr. over and over again. In contrast, the Other World Tournament at least gives you different fights with different characters. But as you guys as you guys pointed out, you guys, as you guys pointed out, there was no story to that arc, whereas Garlic Jr. at least has something inter- interesting going on behind all the repetitive fighting. After listening to your discussions, I might have to rewatch both of them, but do I really want to put myself through that? Aww. And this is my complete untrue headcanon for why 18 would allow her daughter to be named Marin because she killed the other one uh, when the dumb bimbo came trying to hook up with Krillin one day. So as pennant's 18 let Krillin name their daughter after her. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a very twisted story. <laughs> also, um, uh, here's a question for you guys. What kind of filler story would you rather have seen Dragon Ball Z do? What, if anything, would you rather see in place of these two arcs? Um... I probably I would have liked to see in the in the place of filler like you know Krillin and the eighteen get together, um, Bulma and Trunks or know, just Bulma Trunks and Vegeta raising Trunks stuff that we don't see in the regular series like you know more character based moments you know more kind of calmer moments I would like to see that uh, I'd like,
0: I like I would say that I, um of the two I would keep the Garlic Saga and change the other world tournament just because. That one is more focused on Goku and a character that we're not really invested in, whereas Garlic's Junior Saga is is mainly focused on some some of the side characters who at that point hadn't had a chance to shine as as often. Right. So I, I, I would at least say that one had that. So I would take say take some of the spotlight away from Goku and put it back on those characters, like you were saying. <laughs> see, see how Trunks is raised. See Krillin and Eighteen getting together.
3: See G- Goten born.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that would have been cool.
3: Totally, and it, it, I mean, maybe it would have interrupted like being them being introduced to the Buscaga. But like, I think going back on, I would have liked to see it anyway. Don, your selections for the music episode were all great and definitely some of my favorites in the series. I was a little surprised when you said that the music is not really something that fans think of when they think about the series. As it's a topic, I remember always being discussed a lot. I think if if, if you're familiar with the Japanese version more so than the American version, that that's probably true. I would agree. But I think that maybe the music is more notable in Japanese, the Japanese side of the fandom. Whoops, with many concerts and CDs based around the series. Heck, most of the songs I associate with the series are character and image songs I have never made that never made it into any of the series or movies. I also have to confess I've never really been a fan of Bruce Falconer's score. It's not really bad. Well, some of it's bad. But it was mostly that it seemed to be an incessant background noise that, that never ended. I used to joke that if the characters went on to the restroom, the score, the score would be following them. But really, that's more of <laughs> the fault of Funimation's early dubbing practice that seemed to insist on there never being a quiet moment of any kind. And I have to say, hearing the different sco- songs on the, of the score on your show over the years has given me a better appreciation for it. Yeah, I've heard that too. That like the, the It's one of those cartoons where like, in the early dub, the music just never ended. And that's always annoying. Um... And I, I, I can definitely, especially going from like the Japanese version, I can definitely see that turning people off. But uh, I still like it for what it is. So before the show ends, let's get an official list from both of you. What are your favorite DBZ songs? Uh, Jesse?
0: <laughs> I can't think of any. I know the ones I don't like. <laughs> um, I, I, I do like the Head Chala intro. Yeah. That's that's probably one of my favorites. That's probably one I associate most. Excellent. Uh, with, with our show, even.
3: Oh, I, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, um, what did you what did you think about the song "F" uh, by Maximum of the Horno? When when Frieza was waking up in Resurrection F, and they they blasted that song. You,
0: you know, like I was watching it. I'm sitting there, and it blares, and I'm like,
3: "It, it begins again." <laughs>
0: no, no, I was like, "What is this?" And then I thought I was like, "You know, I don't hate this. Like, I I didn't hate it. Like, I was like, okay, this is some 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 rock music here." Uh you know what it's not as bad as what we got before.
3: Right. It it actually did remind me of like some of the earlier movie dubs, but at the same time like the reason why this is even called Resurrection F or Revival of F is because of that song that um the band, the the rock band Maximum the Hormone did which is based on Frieza. Like I find it funny that they kind of just like, start screaming the name Frieza over and over again <laughs> in the scene that it did, it did remind me of like the Lord Slug dub and stuff like that, but um
0: I, I, it it did but it it wasn't bad like it was reminiscent of that, but, yeah, like, sometimes, like, it makes more sense. It's not... And it didn't take me out of the movie as much as those did.
3: I can see that, because, like, it, it it's a different kind of rock song, I think.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, they're saying Frieza, so it's like, okay, it's kind of... It's
3: at least related. I, I, yeah,
0: I haven't heard it, it like, nine other places.
3: <laughs> exactly. Um... Now, for something I can really ramble on for far too long, the video games. I've never actually seen the original Planet to Eradicate the Super Saiyans, but after your discussion, it definitely sounds like something that's at least worth looking at. Of course, I did watch Planet to Eradicate the Saiyans when it came out with Raging Blast 2. And I may be wrong, but this is been, this is a the game, but I don't think that it actually gives you the whole special at once. I want to say that it gives you the beginning of it right away, and then you see the ghost fighters appear, but if I remember right, I think you have to unlock the rest of the video by completing different characters' galaxy mode. I don't think I ever actually did that, so I don't think I've actually seen the whole thing. I need to take some time to correct this. Yeah, I wouldn't know I've not played the game, but I just heard about it. Um, and, ah, Jesse, I'm sorry to hear that your system crapped out on you before you get to finish Xenoverse. And people ask me why I stick with PlayStation. But I will second your... Rec- take, take that, Xbox. But I will second your recommendation and add that it is hands down the best D V Z DBZ game since Budokai Tenkaichi 3. The controls are very similar, and the target Although the targeting can be tricky for me too Especially when you get to the melee type fights Which you have have two or three opponents Trying to fight you at once And you can't block one because you were locked onto the other Oh crap But that's a minor annoyance in, in an otherwise great game I would recommend doing as much of the training With the cannon characters as you can As it allows you to eventually unlock more ultimate attacks Like number 18's dual destructo disc Is especially useful in those melee fights And the more you train and fight alongside the characters The stronger those attacks will be when you use them Now, between those and the Time Patrol missions, the game can be a a bit of a grind, but there are at least a lot of options for what fights you want to level up with. And the story mode is really worth the effort, as it makes for a solid continuation of Dragon Ball. Actually, a lot of the story elements, like Trunks being a Time Patrol agent and the bad guys Mira and Toa, Dabur's sister from the future Demon World, are all from the Dragon Ball Online game. And the story mode does include Battle of Gods and having to fight Beerus and Whis its so annoyingly hard, it can be even more frustrating than the final boss battle. Jesse is right on his rating with the game, and I cannot recommend it enough to any DBZ fan. Of course, I might be a little biased as one of those fans who have been making up the fan characters and stories for years. This is that kind of game I've been waiting for. Don, you really hit my nostalgia button with the games that you mentioned. I have a friend who was able to borrow these games from someone they knew, and we played them all. Our setup was even worse because we lost that little spring you have to have t- to keep the lid open. So we had to rig a toothpick and try to balance it in place. Oh god! But it was,
0: oh, oh, the good old days, <laughs> the
3: ghetto days. But after just a few rounds with those horrible controls, we were done. I think at that point, thanks to the internet, we already knew GT was an inferior show. So there's not much point in playing it.
0: <laughs> the show's so bad, I'm not playing any games <laughs> on it.
3: Take that. And Ultimate Battle 22 did not leave an impression on me either. But uh, those two paled in comparison to Dragon Ball Z The Legend. I love this game. It honestly still contends for my all-time favorite DBZ game. The fast-paced feeling that the game gives is something that has yet to be duplicated, in my opinion, in any other later game. Why no other game has done the pause menu where it continues the fight and gives commentary like this one is beyond me. I would pause the fights throughout the story mode just to see what the characters were doing during the commentary. But most of all, I love this game because nothing can beat the rush of feeling or accomplishment you get when you beat three opponents with a single character. My friend and I stayed up all night playing every single challenge mode. That probably was one of the best nights of gaming I ever had. I want to throw out a recommendation for the other uh, two uh, PlayStation DBZ games, Super Dragon Ball Z. Not to be confused with Dragon Ball Super. It's an, a solid arcade-style fighting game. If you're a fan of the old Street Fighter games, you will like this. Plus, it gets points for so far being the only Dragon Ball Z video game to include a grown-up Chi-Chi as a playable character. I've seen footage of this. I've not played it myself. But yeah, it is actually like a kind of a Street Fighter game with Dragon Ball characters, which is interesting. Um, but of course, both Budokai 3 and Budokai Tenkaichi 3 are still the best fighter games around. Brookai 3, I think, puts you in the world better, while Tekkaichi 3 still has, the, hands down, the biggest and best roster of the characters. Raging, Blad, R- Raging, Blad, Raging Blast is not bad, but it feels like more of the same. I do recommend Raging Blast 2, however, at, just for, not for just its inclusion of the movie, but for the unique characters Hachiac and Tarble, and completely removal of the, any story mode. I did not know that Tarble was playable. Um... The biggest disappointment in recent games in terms of the games has to be Ultimate Tenkaichi. The graphics are amazing, catching the look of the manga, but there's no fun in the the gameplay, and sacrifice to make make the fights nothing more than a quick string of uh, quick art and CGI like no other. Uh, I'm sorry, I misread that. Quick string of time events. Fights go from either being boringly easy to insanely difficult. It's nice to look at, but not fun to play. And Battle of of Z, I I need to give more of a chance. Xenoverse uh, came out short after I got it, so I never really got, got into it too much. Okay, that's enough rambling about the games. Sorry for getting on a bit of a rant there. I just don't get a talk, can't chance to talk about the games in my collection. That brings me another uh, question for you guys. Which Dragon Ball Z-related merchandise would you have liked to have or collect? What would you get if you had the money or space or even existed? Hmm. I would like... Well, I have scouters, so I don't know. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Jesse? Any, any idea about Dragon? ball merchandise? You might like your own?
0: Hmm. Trunks' jacket would be awesome. Ooh,
3: yeah! With the capsules inside. Of oh really?
0: Oh really? Yeah. Anything with just like the Capsule Corp logo. Like if I could get that for my car, like a bumper sticker. Oh, that'd sweet. be awesome. Oh, I know
3: they sell those. That'd be awesome. Um, I like a power pole as well. The Noibo. <laughs> or
0: awesome. uh, just like, just like some Dragon Balls. Mm-hmm just like leave on like my shelf
3: my okay, god here's my
0: dragon balls right here
3: <laughs> um he continues bebop is a classic and can really should really should be seen by everyone it's just a great show with wonderful atmosphere music and acting there's really nothing else i could say besides the series that's not been said by I- about the series that's not been said by anyone else Yu, Yu show i don't know if you call it dragon ball done right but it's definitely on par with it I will say that what it does better is the the emotional stakes of the fights. When these characters are in pain, when they feel lost, you really feel it. I'll be honest, even when I watch the first episode, it gets to the funeral scene, I get choked up. I'm actually in the middle middle of rewatching the series with some friends, and we're near the end of the chapter Black Saga, which is part of the one part of the series I never saw since Tsunami ended before it finished it. But I fully agree with Donovan's recommendation for the series. The same goes for Kill la Kill, which is one of the best anime and anime series in the last couple of years. It's really just perfect. The last are genuine, and so are the surprising dramatic twists in the series. I don't usually get marathon shows for more than a couple of episodes, but Kill la Kill, I could not stop watching until the end. Of the other series that were discussed, Hashimeno Ipo sounds pretty cool. I'm always intrigued by the super long-running series that manga and anime have. The fact that one creator can tell his, this story and keep it going on a monthly or even weekly basis for, for decades is just mind-boggling. Gunslinger Strato's anime sounds pretty interesting, if a bit confusing in its sci-fi-ness. That clip of Steins Gate really made me interested in checking out, the show, checking out the show. From what that and Stella described with the story, it sounds really, like it has really good drama to it. I feel like I've heard the title Toradora before, but may mix it up with other high school anime. I did not know that there was an anime adaptation of Kind of Monte Cristo, but I should not be surprised. It sounds cool, though. It kind of reminds me of the Romeo and Juliet anime with floating islands and a massive vigilante Juliet because, you know, anime... Yeah, what? (laughs) Okay. Um, Neon Genesis Evangelion is an anime I've always heard about, but never had an opportunity to watch. And the more I hear about it, the more I do not think I have the emotional fortitude to make it to the series. (laughs) Maybe one day, but it sounds like it may be a a bit too much for me. Ah, give it a shot. What's the worst that can happen? Who needs sanity? (laughs) Uh, So he also recommends other anime series. Naruto, which has 220 episodes. The sequel Naruto Shippuden, which has 440 plus a- episodes, based on the 72 volume manga, and we thought Dragon Ball Z was long.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah.
3: You know, uh, he talks about uh, it's about a young ninja boy named Naruto that has a demon fox trapped inside him. As a grow up and fight power hungry evil ninjas to earn the love and respect of his village, it's a bit of a cliche recommendation. Recommendation, but he he says he still suggests the series, especially for fans of Dragon Ball Z, as it's really Dragon Ball Z's spiritual successor. Yeah, I've heard a lot about Naruto. I think because it's it's a blatantly shonen show. I'm I'm currently into different genres of anime right now, but I'll probably get a shot. I'll probably read the manga sooner or later because I heard I heard that it has insane amount of filler, like an insane amount of filler. So I might
0: insane amount of what filler? Oh, that 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 wouldn't surprise yeah,
3: me. Yeah, I might check out the manga. Uh, Slayers, which has 104 episodes, over 20 over three 26 episode series and two 13 episode series, based on a light novel series, which I've also heard about. Uh, he says it's 90 percent about uh, the series is comedy, but uh, things get really serious near the end. I always feel like that's a natural progression. It's really classic and one of the best animated and sword sorcery series ever. Witchblade, which has 24 episodes, inspired by the Top Cow comic book series. Did, did you know that Witchblade had an anime adaptation? I did not Oh, I did uh, More so the kill-a-kill kill. You have to kind of ignore the over-the-top blatant fan service in this one It is Witchblade, after all But past that, the core of the story is a really sweet story About a mother and daughter And what they'll go through to be together Something that could have been just crass, over-sexualized action Ends up being very touching and dramatic and fun series uh, Bacano 16 episodes based on a series of light novels um, It's about gangsters and killers in the 30s uh, a uh, a rich girl's hunt for her missing brother And a gang war between two rival families And the mystery of an immortal, immor- immortality elixir That sounds pretty cool It's short but captivating And, and leaves you wanting more And uh, finally he says Full Metal Alchemist Original 51 episode uh, anime series And uh, a sequel series Full, Al- Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood With 64 episodes Based on the 27 volume manga uh, The uh, original anime Is highly regarded and I say it's more artistically better of the two in terms of uh, its use of animation, but the Brotherhood anime, which follows the complete manga story, is one I would recommend. as a lot, much more enjoying and satisfying story to it with characters and deeper characterization than the original. Okay, let's get into Resurrection F. I'm curious what you guys have to say about the movie. For me, I was left with very mixed feelings after watching it. On the one hand, I really liked the setup for the film, I like where we found all of our heroes at the start of the film, and I like the use of Frieza and his army. Um Uh Gohan uh it was nice to see Gohan get get some get uh a little fight to shine in. It's a good use of the mains that we surprisingly don't see a lot of in the series. Even the part of the movie I was most weary about, Freeze's return, and making him a credible threat, was well handled. What I do not buy and what puts this a different movie is Goku and Vegeta's new Super Saiyan God forms. It's not the forms themselves, they're not bad, just not very spectacular. It's the whole idea that the new level can suddenly achieve with no explanation or effort shown into how they got it. Even with the excuse that they've been training with Whis, doesn't really cut it because they don't show what the training was or what it was that pushed them to the level. As much you guys hated the Z sword and the elder Guy power up, at least that was given an explanation for how Gohan got to his power level. We saw that he had to go through to, well, what he had to go through to get that. Fusions and Super Saiyan transformations all at least had to fake mystical comic book science behind them. This is actually just lazy at best and an insult to the series at worst. He put a dot on those. <laughs>
0: Oof! Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I really don't. I mean, it, it isn't shown, and Pan it looks to be maybe a year old. You could say,
3: yeah, yeah, she's um, she's been born because like Videl was not showing before we learned she was pregnant, so it's clearly been like nine months at least.
0: At the very least, nine months to to maybe
3: probably a year, almost
0: two years. Yeah. So, I mean, that's plenty of time to be training with Weeze and. Yeah, you don't you don't know what all th- that they've done. I mean, granted, yeah, I guess it's lazy to not to not kind of explain at least somewhat where it came from. But I guess they just kind of leave it to fill in the blanks.
3: I, I roll with it, but I think I think just the presence of a new form kind of had me sighing. I was like okay, um, I, I don't hate it, but like I don't I don't love it either. So I'm I'm kind of up two minds. Especially for Vegeta to be able to reach this level without any explanation whatsoever, Vegeta has done absolutely nothing to earn this rank. Hell, at least when GT tried to put Vegeta's back on, on, Goku, on Goku's level, they gave him excuse to cheat his way out of it. Here, he just does it, and there's no reason for this other than the characters or the creators wanting to push the Goku Vegeta rivalry so they have to be on par with each other. It diminishes the other characters and the other achievements of the series to make this false plate to for, for these two without to stand on anything, everything, everything with, to stand on everything else. A lot of jokes are made about the fans and DB's obsession with the power levels and who is stronger than who. But the reason fans can focus on this is because the story established these rules. Once you get power levels and Super Saiyan rankings introduced, then there are facts you have to expand onto, chart out, and tell who is stronger than who and who makes and what makes them that way. When you throw out their, your own rules to make certain characters more important than the others, you lose credibility in your own story. I cannot say, have not said it better. And for a series out there as Dragon Ball Z to start to lose credibility is when you start losing fans. This is why GT didn't work. That's why the episode of Bardock didn't work. That's why what works about what doesn't work about this movie. I, I would agree, honestly. I, I kind of agree. Um, so the last half of the movie—it
0: makes good points.
3: Yeah, it's, it's just like you know the whole we said, we talked about it before hours ago. Like the whole like you know, you know the power jumping thing. This is kind of like, you know the uh, the snake in his own tail kind of thing. Uh, So the last half of the movie, it has some good fighting and animation in it. It's never able to win me over it and get invested in it. So what should be a thrilling climactic battle is just another DBZ fight in a long history of DBZ fights. When almost half of the movie is focused on this one fight, I end up not caring about it, and then I don't care about half of the movie. It's not a bad DBZ movie, it's actually really good, but it could have been great, and the story problems it has just become not just problems with the movie, but problems with Dragon Ball Z as a whole. Still, I do have hope that with much revival and new content coming out, that the good will outweigh the bad of this or any other movie. Well, I think I've said everything I had to say about your last nine episodes. All that is left to say is goodbye. I think I can speak for most of your listeners that while this is the end of your coverage of Dragon Ball Z, I hope this will not be the end of your podcasting together whether you take on the challenge of Dragon Ball Super or go back to the origins of Dragon Ball or cover something completely different. I look forward to hearing what you guys have to come up with as long as you keep the enthusiasm, dedication, and series of fun that you've brought to every episode of The Next Dimension. It has been a pleasure listening to you guys tackle one of my favorite shows of all time, and no matter where you fly off to next, I know I will be hearing you in The Next Dimension. Sincerely, Daniel Yarbrough. Thank you very... I'm so glad he wrote in.
0: Me too. I'm so glad we got him got him back for one last time. long
3: as it was, uh, it would not have been Daniel without him. And it, it would not have... I, I don't think we would have ended the next dimension without uh, hearing him. And I love the whole full circle first email, last email thing, which I contrived.
0: That, that, that's the only way it could have ended. <laughs>
2: Hey, hey, hey,
3: Uh, how are you feeling right now about about it?
0: Um, still hasn't sunk in. I don't think. Like, it's gonna be weird not not doing this again.
3: Yeah, going through a month without worrying about it. I say worrying about it. I just I, just, I kind of I guess, worrying, worrying about scheduling mainly because that's always a bugbear for me. But like uh, considering about it. Um, what do you? Th- I want to talk about this. Uh, with. The transition is super, super re- retelling these, these, uh, some of these stories and then kind of getting into new stuff. Where is your head at in terms of Dragon Ball Z going now? Because, because like when we start, when we started the show, it was purely a nostalgia bomb. But now, we've experienced its evolution into the 21st century and doing new stories and you, you, you recognize what's new and what's old, you know, with the original series and now with new movies and stuff and Dragon Ball Super. So. What do you think about it going into, you know, new stuff? And what do you think about, like, how it's changed? And what are your thoughts going into, like, modern Dragon Ball Z as opposed to classic Dragon Ball Z?
0: The modern stuff we've gotten so far, it seems it seems that Toriyama and the people creating it have grown in a lot of ways. Okay. Um, it seems that some of the grievances that we may have had with the, with the older stuff has been remedied. But at the same time, like... Particularly, you know, with Goku coming in and save the day towards the end of this film, some of that stuff still rears its head. Um, I, d- I definitely don't think that what we've seen so far as the new content is any worse than what we've had before. Um, I would agree that it, ha- it has the potential, to, obviously, to be, uh, it ha- but it also has the potential to be just as good, if not better. Um, so it's it's not it's not like I'm very you know very hesitant to to get into the new content. Like I, I look forward to it and i think it could easily just just hold hold a candle to the older stuff. It's it's just it's it's going to be weird for me because there's not that much of a gap for me. Like it, i it's it's new. What what was old was new to me and now, you know, what's new is new. But for people who've been growing up with this, like this is all new stuff. So it doesn't hit me quite as much.
3: Right. Yeah, 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 you've now completed from newcomer to like like seasoned fan now. Um there's there's been that kind of transition and uh, um I I think that that even still now that you've seen everything you still have a better you probably have a better no knowing you a more generous opinion more charitable opinion than I think most of the fans might uh, and I, I hope that doesn't sound like as an, an aspersion but like you've seen it with like cleaner eyes you you know you're kind of free from the uh, like, like the worst elements of, like, you know, what was going on, so...
0: Oh, yeah, and I definitely, and I think I, um, I'm i free from a lot of nostalgia blinding me towards too much.
3: Right. I, I, can't, I, don't, I don't know if I am. I don't know if I can say that by myself. <laughs>
0: well, to be fair, like, you at least acknowledge when it is, mm-hmm. like, like, when you do have nostalgia towards something, and I think to our both our credits, we, we've watched the series as a whole now, and I think a lot of people might not do that necessarily, or a lot of times people will form opinions without going back and and looking at something more
3: critically right yeah um personally for me I am my eyebrow is a bit arched in going into new dragon Z content and the way that 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 we've seen it so far Battle of the Gods was better than not only did it have any right to be but quite honestly better than we kind of (laughs) deserved it was amazing Uh, it was just spectacular And and it promised such new things with Resurrection F and Dragon Ball Super, I'm wondering where it's going to go, because it feels like it's a little... Those two instances are a little less unique. Like, for, here's the thing. like, When they announced that there's going to be a new, another Dragon Ball movie following Battle of Gods, we're like, yay, hooray! Where's it gonna, what's going to happen? And it's like, you know, like the worst wish ever made. Oh, man, what does that mean? You know, Re- Resurrection F. It's, oh, what's going to happen? Like, you know... It turned out to be like, you know, oh, it just frees it, come back to life. And I think a lot of people are like, you know, okay. <laughs> um and then they said, you know, it's a new Dragon Ball series. A new it's a new series, it takes place after Resurrection F, before the end of the series, it's new content, exploring new things. Beers is gonna be in there, it's gonna be new. And then it says that, you know, we're gonna just do Battle of Gods Resurrection F again. And it's like, huh.
0: Do you think if they would have went straight in from Battle of Gods? To the new series proper, without retelling either movie, it would have been uh, better, or at least more exciting.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Because I, I can kind of see that point. Was but re- Battle of Gods promised a lot and offered a lot and got you excited, and then to immediately follow it with like a rehash of a villain, it's like okay, well this it's kind of one step forward, two steps back, or one step forward and then kind of just biding your time.
3: Yeah, there's there's not nearly as particularly
0: particularly with uh you know, retelling both movies. It's like, you build up a lot of goodwill with Battle of Gods, you build up a lot of excitement, and now it's like you're trying your best to stymie it with with this movie and then your your first series of episodes here.
3: Yeah, it, it feels a lot less creatively, you know, much less of a creative endeavor, because, you know, by this point, Dragon Ball is like such an institution. This is not like when it came out in like, you know, the 80s and 90s when it was always popular and it was increased popularity, but it was such a thing in the moment that... It has, you know, it has a fondness now that's that's respected and remembered, but because we were seeing, it because a lot of people were, I can't say we, because I wasn't there necessarily in the moment, but like when it was coming out, the experience was different. Now it's like, you know, ah, yes, the reliably awesome Dragon Ball Z. Let's see what what glorious things it, it does this time, which lends itself to a lot more disappointment, but also, you know, that lends itself to a, a better full scope view of for criticism. I think a very interesting comparison to this would be Star Wars which is totally considering when we're recording this. We go, uh. Oh, yes, yeah.
0: I, I, I was making that comparison in my head earlier, particularly when you know we got new content.
3: Um, and uh, you've seen... I've not seen... Uh, I almost said Rogue One. The Force Awakens yet, although I'd fancy to it tonight. And have you seen it?
0: Yes, I have. I saw it on uh, Thursday, actually. What did you think about it? Uh, I was very impressed with it. I was very surprised how much I enjoyed it.
3: Okay, that's that's, that's great. That's great-sounding. But, but it's, it's an interesting comparison because we do have new, forward-moving content with a previously thought to be finished franchise. Do you think? Do you consider yourself like a Star Wars fan? Like, do you like read comics and stuff?
0: Oh yes, I, I don't read this. I haven't read much of the comics. I read the new Vader comic. Okay, but I, I am a, a very big Star Wars fan. Oh sweet, uh, fair enough. Um, uh, well, that's that's a good comparison too because uh, while we we've previously gotten some new Star Wars content with the prequel films, they they didn't feel like the older films. This one, the new film, really does, mm-hmm. and I think that dragon ball super in a lot of ways if done right it would feel very reminiscent of the older stuff but it's it's a balance you have to really strike with that you, you want it, you don't want it to be overly nostalgic
3: like, like overly fan Nostalgic
0: or... yeah yeah you don't want like to beat people's heads over with it beat, beat over but you want it to feel genuine and feel like it, the characters and everything are the same
3: exactly Right, right, right. And from a lot of from
0: other standpoints, that, that that's what it seems like something that could have been wrong with Dragon Ball GT. I
3: think Dragon Ball GT was just kind of a cash jab, ultimately. it just jumped right into it after the series ended, and kind of kind of threw a lot of things at the wall. Um,
0: and I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully, Dragon Ball Super won't end up being that. <laughs>
3: My mom's just singing. Hold me. Let me close this door. Uh, I think that personally, for me, at this point. I really like Battle of Gods, and I enjoyed Resurrection F. I was fine with uh, uh, Dragon Ball being completed. I do like, as I said before, I do like stories that have a beginning, middle, and end. You know, I, I, I just about kind of like the ending of Dragon Ball Z. You know, I, I feel that like part of me is a bit hesitant because, and this is, this is another kind of fan thing, when I think about Dragon Ball Z, I think about, you know, mainly first seeing it during the Saiyan saga and hearing about how strong the characters get later on and hearing about things that I didn't see and experiencing it for myself and liking and disliking the things that I do. That's my fandom and my experience, personally. And now we get, we're get we getting new content, but we've kind of talked about how the nature of the show feels like it's changing. There's a lot of reliance on previous Things that, that people did like, like transformations and uh, power-ups and stuff like that. But there's also, like, you know, the treatment of some characters, or, you know, treatment of Gohan, obviously. Or the fact that, like, a lot of this is becoming a lot more Goku and Vegeta-centric, rather than, like, you know, we've argued, like, you know, the ensemble cast, or Goku and the ensemble cast. And don't be wrong, Vegeta's awesome, but it's almost like they're kind of, like, like like, like Dragon Ball Z. I would not say that Dragon Ball Z is about Goku and Vegeta. I think that's kind of a, kind of, I've heard it described what, that way, and I think that's kind of a misnomer.
0: They're, they're main characters, but yeah. they're definitely it's not. They're not the only characters.
3: I personally would define the series as a series of events involving these characters in this world. I don't think that any the, any, any character should really overshadow one to a certain degree, and it feels like. And I I I will put my fan right now. It's <laughs> a lot like how I feel about Batman or Spider Man in some ways, where like I don't I don't like certain iterations. Like that's not my 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 preferred take. But I'm at the age now where I don't know I enjoy what I like. So I don't need to have I don't don't depend on something else To legitimize why I like something I'm still down for seeing where Super goes But I will admit That that there is a bit of um, Anxiety In it being Too different from from what I like But I kind of stop after a while And say you know what I still like what I like I like what we covered And I like how the show has been And it doesn't take away my love for Dragon Ball Z But the future is uh, kind of up in the air for me personally. Um, and I'm, I, don't, I don't intend to end this show on a down note. <laughs> I really don't.
0: No, no, I, th- I think that's, that's a, a fair, a fair uh, impression to go into it with. Uh, I would really like to kind of g- visit Super, not necessarily when it's done, because I don't know how long, it w- you know, it plans on running or it end up running, right. but I'd like to finish it like as a season comes along, you know, or to be able to watch it, you know, as a whole story, mm-hmm. um, particularly because I mean it hasn't been dub- dubbed yet. But um, with the recent success and popularity, I imagine th- they're going to get it overseas pretty quickly. You know, I, I don't imagine it would take a while to get it over I, here. I,
3: I, yeah, so totally. N- neither do I.
0: Even you know, even this as DVD box sets. Mm-hmm.
3: And, and I'm sure, um, I'm sure it'll, it'll hit Toonami because I'm showing Kai right now.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Like they'd, they'd be a fool not to do
3: that. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I like, like Sabat Or Sabat And uh, Shemuel are, are both under the assumption That they will, they will Dub it So I, I think I think in to, You know Kind of you know, Rise from the Depression <laughs> I The fact that Toriyama Is involved In whatever Degree he is Is definitely Encouraging Because otherwise It would just be GTA again, it Or just be another Like movie Now I think that this is Less about You know Toriyama has a story To tell And more so about You know Economically Securing the finances for toy animation producers' cocaine habits. <laughs> uh, but the fact that, like, like he's at least um, uh, enthusiastic to some degree. I think, I think that, like, Super in of itself, from what I gather, because it's retelling the stories and because he has an outline, he's not writing the manga. He's not, you know, providing story ideas and overseeing some content in case it goes too far. But I would hesitate to say that, you know, it's just like Dragon Ball Zero. It does his ideas on the screen. But he is there. So that's better than nothing?
0: Well, yeah, and he, the fact that he doesn't have to be. like Right. You know, he, like, he, he'll make money regardless. Like,
3: oh, no, yes, he will.
0: And for him to be involved and want to be involved, especially after being away for so long, like, that bodes well for it.
3: Mm-hmm. I do think that, like, um, the positive elements of the popularity have, have taken hold in Super... And also Resurrection F, because we saw more of, this, of the side characters, like Krillin and, T- and tien uh, Roshi, Gohan, we saw them, you know, Piccolo, and, you know, Bulma's been pretty present in these new stuff, so, some of the better aspects that, that people didn't talk about before, like, you know, the, the lighter moments, the comedy, like, the side characters that we do genuinely like, have been more prevalent in the, in the series, and I, and I look forward to that, so that's, 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 that's the thing, it's, 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 it's more than just, you know, the movie style fights, like the Broly movies and stuff like that, it is a lot more of a nuanced show.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. If somebody, if somebody said uh, if if the last Broly movie came out and then there was like, alright, yeah, and a new series is coming out too, I would probably feel more hesitant. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you know, like, at least what we've gotten so far, like, it does seem to kind of address some of the concerns that I had or some of the at least showcase stuff I like, like the side characters. right? You know, yeah, as opposed to Movie, yeah, like the Broly movies, which on the whole kind of sucked.
3: <laughs> I do like the first one, but like, yeah, yes. Yeah, the, the
0: first one the first one was good. After that, they went downhill fast.
3: Oh, fast, fast, fast. He's even stronger than Broly. <laughs> um, but I think that like, uh, I think the best part about this current modern Dragon Ball Z era is that like, in the times we live in with the internet and stuff, the love of the series has just been a lot more visible. I love so much seeing Dragon Ball Z memes online. And you see how diverse the fandom is. I mean, I always knew that like, it was kind of like, you know, a young black kid's show in, in, in my own personal uh, friendship community. But also, like, you know, we've had a lot of uh, uh, women, you know, write into the show, or at least, you know, friends on Facebook uh, or the Facebook page, to say. You know, and that's been a lot more of a thing. Whereas, you know, when I was a kid, you know, that was a foreign idea. A lot of people from very different countries, a lot of people from very different, like, I don't know uh, walks of life, and I think that gives me pause that, like you know, even if I don't enjoy it as much as I think I might, I'll probably enjoy it as as, as a result of you know the infectious jubilation that the fandom has generally, and that I I, I quite love from this modern era. Otherwise, it was it was really just you know kind of like you know uh, fan sites. Now it's like you know fandoms uh, made manifest by you know. The modern technology we have, so I think that's really, I think that that gives me hope. Lifts my heart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's bringing people together, one
3: way or the other. Yeah. So, I I I I don't know what else to say. I think we're uh, this is definitely the <laughs> end. Um. Now, again, and like you know, depending on how Super uh, turns out, I'm not at all shutting the door on us coming back, or even us coming back. You know, uh doing another podcast. I think I'd like to take a break for a little while, but uh you know, I'm sure you and I could find our, our fingers in some sort of pie sooner or later.
0: I, I about to say I, I feel fairly confident in uh letting everybody know that I think you and I will be doing something in the future. Mm-hmm. Yes. We don't know what yet, we don't we don't have any concrete plans yet, but um I and I think once we do figure that out, we'll let everybody know. You know, we'll post it in the group, post it on the page. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don and I will pimp them on our other shows.
3: Yes, we will. Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah, you, you haven't heard the last of us at all. Um, like, said so we don't know what it is yet, but I'm sure we'll be we'll be you're, you'll be hearing this this twosome again somewhere.
3: So, uh, yeah, uh, I think that um, kind of wrap it up really quickly. I would like to thank God, and by God, I mean me, because this is my idea. <laughs> No, uh, obviously Thanks Jesse Thank you so much for Accepting the uh, The, the, the uh, question to Be on a show like this My show of you something that you've not been familiar with uh, Absolutely, this is everybody, Your show as it is mine uh, Thank you to Daniel and Alex and Rich and Saskia And Adam and Everyone who's ever emailed in whether you've only done it once or this episode. Everyone's ever listened. Thank you so much for listening because it's a tricky thing to kind of, you know, put something out there in the ether and see if you, uh, in the re- re- fish, which is probably a bad analogy.
0: Um, well, and it's, 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 it means a lot that people have dedicated their time to listening to us ramble on like, and found it enjoyable. That's, you know, that's it.
3: Totally. Thanks to uh, Josh and Stella for their encouragement when I start the show. Thank you to Michael Bailey for helping me figure out Audacity. <laughs> um, yeah, just thank you everybody who smiled when uh, they read the next dimension or listened to us, our voices.
0: Thanks, Danny, for uh, you know oh. helping us.
3: Oh, be Connected
0: to other fans.
3: Big thanks to Danny for, for doing that. Terrific- in, in, uh, thanks in for
0: Stella for coming on the show.
3: Totally. Totally. Um thank thank you uh, Maria for her for her fan art that she used to provide. Uh just, just thank you thank you thank you everyone for listening. Um, the, the the email is still intact, dbc at hotmail.com. The the listen page is still there. The, you can still download the show from iTunes. DBZNexEmission uh, uh, at hot is the email dot listen.com is the website. Find us on Facebook, uh, find our group page. And, and those will
0: continue to be active, I'm sure.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure if they So, yeah. yeah. Until whenever uh, we meet again, <laughs> uh, it is Farewell, Dragon World, from me, Donovan Morgan Grant.
0: And me, Jesse Garrett.
3: Thank you very much for listening to The Next Dimension. Sayonara
2: on lado I'm being
0: secretly going to cover the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live-action TV series. The next mutation. Oh, yeah. the That's it. The next mutation. A Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live-action TV show podcast. Bam. I'm a big proponent of Venus de Milo. Oh, yeah. Okay, not really, but... Don's going to hear this and, and be like, what the hell? Go ahead cover Sonic Underground. I'm sure he would love that. Go from Super Saiyan to Super Sonic. Four years of podcasting. Wow. It has been a long journey. Can't believe we have so many people listen and enjoy the show. It means so much to me. And Don, I'm sure. I know for Don. But I'm so proud of this show, too. I'm so proud to have it completed and done and knocked out of the park. have a little nice stamp of, of content we produced out there on the interwebs forever and ever. Hello. Yo.
3: Okay, yeah, my dog is... Insert sappy music here.
0: Wah, wah, wah. So,
3: yeah, I think, uh... I think there was... We had, we had a lot of really solid discussion in that one, so I think uh, we ended high. I do, too. <laughs> um, I'll probably... This, I, I, this won't be out tonight or tomorrow. I'll probably get this done in the next few days, but I'll definitely let you know. And uh, again, man, you know, uh, I, I said it before. Thanks, thanks, thanks for doing this. And I'm glad that you and I become really good friends. So our conversation is not limited to this podcast. So. Oh, I agree. I don't think and I think it's
0: where like we we've got a uh, we've got documented proof of our friendship. That's it grew.
3: Exactly. That's no, put That's
0: pretty, pretty freaking cool.
3: Oh yes take that everybody <laughs> ha, ha, ha. um I'll be talking to you sooner uh especially with all this uh wonderful stuff coming out but uh uh thanks once again and um this was this was a lot of fun and then uh, I look forward to whenever we, we do do it again yes sir all right man so I'll talk to you soon all right bye man um, peace out